Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and thank you for tuning in to our Thursday night programming of Totally Driven Radio. <laughs> but why wouldn't you tune into the greatest show heard all around the world? Alive, alive, alive. And not only am I, Bay Ragney, alive, not only is Nick Wilkinson alive, but here he is. He's alive, he's well, he's safe, and he's dry. The one and only Jimmy Gennetti is in the house. What's going on, guys? <laughs> hey. We were wondering about you. Like, I, I didn't know if you had power or not yet. So, uh, let, let's catch up. Like, uh, if p- people that don't know, just tuning in. Uh, Mr. Jimmy Gennetti, who's uh, he survived Hurricane Irma. Um, we need to get totally driven shirts that say it. I survived Hurricane Irma. Yeah, there you go. I was totally driven, insane by Hurricane Irma. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm about I'm about 20 miles from West Palm Beach, inland, which is a good thing. So okay. yeah, so we got some. Nasty winds, some nasty rain. Uh, it started to flood down the street from me, but thank God, you know, the, the rains had pulled out before the flood started to come down here, so uh wasn't flooded. Uh, we probably got about upwards to, I'd say about, about 100 mile an hour winds at the peak of it. So it wasn't like the 150 mile per hour winds they were predicting? No, no, those were because you know the eye was on the west coast, so that's about a hundred miles. Yeah, it's about a hundred miles wide um, from west to east where I am, or west, yeah, yeah, west to east where I am. Um, So yeah, we got most of the you know just basically the tailwinds coming around. So it was it was it wasn't uh, as heavy for us, thank God. But not to say, you know, Miami, that's an hour south of me, uh, you saw what happened to downtown Miami. Right. You know, basically, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, under, it's under storm surge. <laughs> I mean, it's, in a way, like, it was 
super lucky because it made that last minute veer to the West. You know what I mean? Like when they were first showing the animation, it was covering all of Florida, like right down the middle. And then very late in the night, it just sort of shifted West a little bit and came up the Western coast. Yeah. Yeah. I think I honestly, I think it had more to do with current at the time of, you know, the way the current in the ocean uh, right. goes that, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. It, yeah, thank God it did. But I, I mean, I still know a lot of people on the West coast uh, who still don't have power. There's people in Miami and, you know, even 40, 30, 40 minutes South of me uh, that don't have power. Uh, you know, the keys are just destroyed. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, absolutely. I mean, now there were some, you know, houses there that are on stilts that are concrete brick and mortar houses on stilts. They survived with little to no damage, <laughs> but everything else, man, I mean, they're going to have to start making those houses uh, for them now because sitting trailers in the keys during a hurricane is probably not the brightest move in the world. Uh, so, yeah. But, I mean, most people got out of the Keys because was, there was no way that they were going to, you know, in those houses, survive. But, yeah, that's crazy. That, they, they were saying on the news it looks like a war zone, like a bomb mm-hmm. went off. Yeah, it's nasty. I mean, you know, here, as far as I know, there's not much uh, – damages in the community that I'm in. Uh, we are in a brick and mortar house. Our roofs are rated up to 150 mile an hour uh, deals. There were some down trees. Mostly that was the, the problem was the down trees. Uh, but other than that, I didn't see much of damage of, of anything. We did lose power uh, probably 2.30 Sunday afternoon uh, when the storm was really starting to hit towards us uh, and didn't get it back until about three o'clock, uh, 48 hours later. So, now are you set up for situations like that? Do you do a generator or do you just chill and n- candle lighting? N- no. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was candle and flashlights and, and, you know, uh, the first night wasn't that bad because it went out, Late in the day, uh, you know, and I didn't really go anywhere. I didn't really open the doors or, or much. So the, the cold pretty much stayed in the house. Yeah. Throughout uh, Sunday. But then when I started, when I woke up Monday, uh, it started to go up. And at the height, I think it was like 90 degrees in the house. Wow. So, and it was just miserable because you couldn't go outside. The only thing I could do, and I was lucky enough to uh, filled up in gas on, before I went, and wasn't really going anywhere, so I was sitting in the car a lot <laughs> with the air conditioner. <laughs> That's what I would have did. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I I sat in there with the dog. I had the satellite radio, uh, you know, Sirius XM, and I was just – because that was the only communication. My cell phone went out. I'd say at the end of the storm, it was about 1030. Uh, and, yeah, I couldn't I – couldn't, make calls, get call. I was screwed. So, 
I had no internet for anything. And that came, the phone finally came back at about two in the morning, the day that the, the uh, power came back on or the evening, the, the morning before the power came back on. So, yeah. But either way. Now, how about, um, like, did you, like, take a ride around, like, outside of your development? Like, was there any, like, houses that weren't, you know what I mean, like, that were just, like, either mobile homes or... or no. Like, I, houses, like, I have a, a friend here whose father uh, is in a mobile home. And okay. my friend had taken her father out. And you know, she stayed or he stayed with her, um, but went back to his mobile home. I think it was yeah the next day. He didn't lose power. He didn't lose uh, internet or or cable at all. And he was in a mobile home, and an old mobile home. I mean, it wasn't like even the new ones that that might be a little bit you know, whatever. Nah, so. It just didn't hit us the way it hit on the West Coast. You know, we really dodged a bullet. That's thanks to you guys. Oh, yeah. Huh? What is that? So, uh, that's thankful for you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's really... You know, I mean, again, I wasn't as worried because this house is, you know, we have the hurricane shutters. Um, it's, it's brick and mortar, and it is basically in a community that has set up. Most of the communities around here now, they have walls around the outside of them. Right. Uh, and they're gated communities. So a lot of the wind, even though a lot of the wind came in, it wasn't directly hitting really anybody the way this thing is set up. Gotcha. You know, and if it was hitting directly, it wasn't hitting with the power that it would take to uh, to blow, you know, roofs off or, or anything. So, uh, you know, you they're getting smarter with every rebuild, but now they have to rebuild smarter, you know, down south. So you, you had no moments like you were like, oh, fuck, this is bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At the height of it. Uh, like I said, it was 90, maybe 90 months, 100 mile an hour winds. And you get these pieces of tree that are hitting those shutters. <laughs> yeah. It was like a gunshot going off when they were hitting. Um, you know, so I haven't looked at the shutters. I don't know. I didn't see any dents. But, uh, you know, wow. and then there's things that are, that are rolling down the roof, you know, whatever it was. Uh, and you're like, you're like, what the hell was that? Was that a tile? You know, you don't know. So, yeah, there, I was, I'm not going to say I was not nervous at all through it. Um, but, you know, it's an experience. I don't, I don't wish on anybody, but <laughs> it's an experience uh, nonetheless. And, and think of that, so, like you said, like the, the, the winds reached like 100 miles an hour. And at one point they were what at their peak, like when they were out down in the, you know, you know, down in the where were they? Fucking Bahamas or whatever the hell that is over there. Um, yeah. Uh, hundred eighty miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, and that's what I mean. You know, I really you don't realize 
even like 35 mile an hour winds are, you know, but to be in that, and, and it also spawned a few tornadoes uh, down the road from us that they had said that uh, a cloud had touched down. Now, I don't know what damage, I don't think it did any damage. Uh, and to say that it did touch, I didn't see it, so I can't say, but that's what they said. So it, it's a weird it's just weird experience. <laughs> it really is. Oh, you know, because well, we've had hurricanes. You know, everything was uh, you know, come up to Philadelphia before. Yeah, yeah, we've had a not, you know, not with the intensity. I'm sure that this right. you know, because by the time it gets up to us, it's a little colder water and and so forth. But uh, yeah, it just now, and it did. The the other thing, real quick, it didn't gain as much strength when it came from Cuba to the U.S. as they said it would. Right. It only came on as a Category 4 instead of the Category 5. Now, uh, you know, I don't know what the, how much more damage it would have done as the Category 5, but, yeah, that was another thing that didn't really live up to the expectations that they were putting it to. Now, were you watching the um, the coverage at all as it was going on or before it was happening? No. Like I said, the power went out about 2.30. That's right. So That's right. I, was, I was watching up until that. Um, and then I was watching outside. So. <laughs> because yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I was sitting here watching it. And I, the first off, I want to know how they pick these um, – uh, you know, the, the newscasters to go down there. I mean, we had people from Philadelphia down there. And I'm thinking to myself, how, like, do they volunteer for this? How do they get picked? Yeah, they, they do. They volunteer for it. So they can go down and they can say that they're, you know, they're, they're the natural, the biggest natural disaster in, you know, American history. Blah, blah, blah. You know. So they do. And, and you'll get some morons. Hey, they stand in war zones, dude. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're not, the, they're not the brightest folks in the world. No, I, I, that's what I mean. Like pure stupidity was proven like multiple times over. I, I mean, just watch. I, I like, I had like smile on my face. Like I couldn't believe the stupidity. I mean, the, the, they're out there. Like one guy jumps out. He's a, he was a storm chaser, and he gets out of his car. Yeah. And he's got like a little thing in his hand. Save money on motorcycle insurance with Geico going up the country. Yeah, free commercial from Goodco. There you go. Um, <laughs> there's my fantasy football. Um, uh, oh, so the, yeah, the storm chaser gets out of the car, and he's got like a little thing in his hand that uh, reads the the winds, and it was like at 105 mile per hour winds. I mean, like when he got out of the car, it blew him back, and he was like running man trying to regain like his composure and like, just standing there like as as stiff as he could, to, uh, it was crazy. I was just like, "You gotta be kidding!" Yeah, man, it's 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 an experience. When I went out um, and took that video, that live video that I put up, right? Uh, you know, it was. I was still had cover, even though I was out. You know. Outside, I still had a covered, you know, I still have a covered porch, technically. Uh, 
Um, so that's where I was filming from. And, yeah, now I could have got nails or something, you know, free debris could have hit me or, or, or whatever. But, yeah, I wasn't experiencing the wind just because they were kind of shooting past me. But you could feel it. And it felt like there were several times it sounded like a train. Wow. Uh, with how loud it was with the winds. So it was, you know, like I said, an experience. Hopefully I don't have to have to go through it again. Maybe next time I'll be a little smarter and uh, head up to Virginia or head back up to, you know, so nothing happens in Virginia ever. Nothing. You know, so snowstorms occasionally, but nothing else. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Wow. So, so Oh now now I do I do real quick, I do have to say there was a tweet. Now I don't know where this came from, but it, it is a legit tweet from from the government of Florida. Uh that were urging fifty two thousand people not to shoot at Hurricane Irma. <laughs> there was a website that was started, and I don't know if it was Instagram or if it was on uh, Facebook or what, that heard, you know, people wanted to shoot at Hurricane Irma. And it basically like 52,000 people liked it and got on that page. And, yeah, so the Florida government sent out a tweet urging people do not shoot at Hurricane Irma. <laughs> and, Did you see the guy out there with his uh, with a, a leaf blower out in the middle of the storm blowing his driveway? No. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Dude, man, you know what? You cannot accuse these people of being bright down here. Now, look, I know I stayed during it, but... Again, there was I was certain of certain provisions um, that I had. Plus, too, it's even if I wouldn't have stayed after the storm, if there was something that happened, you know, that I could prevent something from happening to the house further during this, I would, you know what I mean? So it was kind of like that. But either way, not the point. Um, these people are not right at all. And... It was funny because the Florida governor came on TV uh, and basically said that he would he hopes that the Floridians will uh, I want to say this right will uh, show restraint and intelligence during this time of crisis. <laughs> right? I turned around and I'm thinking to myself, what fucking state are you from? Like, These people don't practice intelligence and restraint during normal circumstances. <laughs> they can't drive in the sunshine. <laughs> what? Uh, you know, so, yeah, these people. Uh, I saw something from Stevie Richards that said that uh, he, he said that uh, officially Georgia are the worst drivers. And I've got I've got claims to that, you know, because I know what happened. I know why there's worse drivers in Georgia is because all these hurricanes blew these motherfuckers up the state. Mm-mm-mm-mm. 
terrible yes. people. Oh boy. So. So but yeah. Uh, uh, well, speaking of, of like stupidity and stuff like that, there was something I, I, I mentioned this morning. I, I wanted to read, and um, <laughs> I'm not going to mention names or anything. But um, there, there's a page that uh, features um, that I, I am not. I have nothing to do with, but the person made me an admin of their uh, Facebook page, and it. Um, features a lot of lovely women. So I get, you know, all the notifications that go on with this page, and I see all the... You can turn this off, you know. I thought about it, but, you know, <laughs> then, I, then I get situations like this, and I'm just like, wow. Like, uh, it, it makes for good reading and a lot of interesting head shaking. So... And actually, there, there's two email threads, and again, no names mentioned, but so, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of girls that are featured on this Facebook page. So one of the girls, <laughs> um, the person who runs the page sends uh, this girl a message saying, uh, hey, I hope you don't mind. And I guess she, she was like, you know, on the page you can have a um, a cover page, a cover picture. And I guess she right. was like the cover for the page. Well, he, this new girl messaged him and he invited her now to be part of the page and he made her the cover page, this new girl. So he sends the, sends the old girl uh, a thing with a, with a screenshot of the page with the new picture saying, I hope you don't mind. And the girl comes back but why? I thought I was your favorite. And he responds, if you remember, I asked if, if I could feature you each week. Why would I have asked if I did not think you were beautiful? I'm just saying, have a great day. <laughs> so now the girl responds, but not beautiful enough, with a sad face, crying. So then the person responds, I'm going to make cover picks for everybody I feature each week. All of you make the page beautiful. The only thing not beautiful about you right now is this attitude. Be confident you're better than this. And I was like, wow, okay. So then the girl comes back, probably not, not making people's top five, making me feel shit about myself. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so now the person responds back to her. Well, I guess I can find somebody else. What's that? I didn't say anything. No, Nick did. Nick no, there? I didn't. I was on mute. Oh. Oh. Okay. Um, so then the person responds back to the girl. Well, I guess I can find somebody else to feature Sundays if this is going to be an issue. Nobody else is complaining that they did not make my personal top five. You're acting like a child. Believe in yourself. <laughs> I was just like, Okay, so now I'm like hooked into this. So now the girl responds, wow, don't feature me then. No skin off my nose. Sorry that I really wanted, wanted you to like me, but I guess you just like the girls that are vain. You seem so nice, but I'm sure there are pretty girls that you can feature right now. Well, first of all, 
who wants to feature ugly girls? That's just common sense. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. not not saying this girl's ugly because I don't know what the hell she looks like, but yeah, she she needs to chill though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was like, wow. There's a bunch of people taking shit way more serious than it needs to be. Totally. <laughs> so now, um, now here's the funny thing, like. So now this other girl that really, like, how this whole thing tipped off was this girl messages the page. Now, she sends a message. Hey, hey, I'm curious. Am I worthy to be featured here? Laugh out loud. I love all the beautiful photos. Keep up the awesome work. And uh, he responds, I'm at work right now, but you most certainly are. Thank you. She says, oh, yay. Okay, didn't mean to bother you while working, but I'll send some photos and you can choose. And she sends over, like, Christ, like 20 fucking pictures of herself. So, um... Let me ask you, like, give me a number. Like, like a Jersey 2, a California 5, like, what are we looking at? Like, <laughs> oh. <coughs> um... She's the hottest girl in the Keys right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what? You know they beached Manatees down there. Five might sound about right. Mm, I like that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, not like, you know what I mean? Um, so, so then he responds, a beautiful, would you mind if I make a sticker to apply to the pics that I do for all the women's posts? Also, if there was a group you want to promote in, in the post week, what group would you like to promote? So she says, thank you, of course. Uh, you, you can make a sticker. I'm a mermaid fan if you need any, any ideas. Also, I'm an admin to a... I'm not going to... I don't want to keep going. Um, so... She's an admin. Yeah, I, I don't want to say the page. I don't want to give nothing away. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Some shitty page. That's all you have to say. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, no. hold on, hold on. because then, that is funny as oh, you're telling so me. she comes in, so now she comes in and she says, uh, this is like, and this is, this has been going on, I guess, since yesterday. So she sends him a message this morning and says, uh, hi, I hope you're having an awesome day. He says, uh, thank you, you too, but I actually just dropped so-and-so, meaning the other girl, from the page. And she's like, oh, no, what happened? She's gorgeous. And uh, <laughs> so she's like, he's like, she made a big deal about not being on my silly list. Oh, my goodness, that's definitely silly. And uh, he says, yes. Now, <laughs> this, this, this tells you the, the, the class of people. Or, you know what I mean? Just how fucking people are just... Um, Cut She's like, oh well, too bad. There's always more lovely ladies waiting. <laughs> I was just like, wow, totally fucking like beeline goodbye out with the old in with the new. You know what I mean? That is true. I mean, like, yeah, there's there's more than enough to go around. You know what I mean? So if you're gonna act like a psycho, then I mean, he, the, the dude made the right call. Oh, the question I want to know is, is, is this dude getting laid off of this? Oh, God, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's the point, then? 
Come you know, yeah, seriously. Come on. Is, You're fucking it, arguing with some psych, psychopath on, on Facebook because she's not in your fucking imaginary top ten? You know what I mean? Like, what, right, Tell right. me where it's worth it. Yeah, exactly. It's it, crazy. I, I was just reading that. I was reading through that this morning. I was getting all these notifications. I was like, holy fuck. Like, I, I it was probably believe. like 30 minutes of your life that you'll never get back. You know that, right? It oh, does go to show you, though, that like chicks who think that they're models, not, not ones that are because they get a paycheck, but ones that think that they're models are just like they're so desperate for the attention and for someone to be like, you're hot. That they're willing to like, you know, kiss this ass for this fucking website that, and, and I'm not talking shit, but like, if your website has or your Facebook page has under ten thousand followers, do you really need to get that mad? You know what I mean? Like, no, you know, be, be no, God, mine's gonna take a while. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say real quick, I, I think it just goes to show you, like Nick said, how desperate people are, but I think it's the, the desperate to um, to get that internet famous, you know what I mean? Because if you yeah, can get internet absolutely. You, know, you you can fucking, you can, especially these girls that are making fucking money off of the, you know, Instagram or whatever, these Instagram models or whatever, they're making fucking, they're making good coin. And good livings off of this shit now, and they're getting a lot of shit handed to them for free. Not only cash, but you know, merchandise and and, and goods and stuff like that. So I, I think it's a yeah, like a desperate Definitely. fucking uh, almost like a race tension. <laughs> well, it is a race because you know the, the books don't last forever. Sure, so you got You got to get it while it goes. But here, here's the thing. You know, you know the problem out there is this is the, the people that didn't figure out that their parents lied to them in saying that you can be anything you want to be if you work hard enough. Folks, I'm here to tell you, you call me a downer or a pessimist, whatever. I'm a realist. It doesn't always work that way. So figure this out. One of these times, these people are going to figure out that they, that you know, they're not the prettiest girl in the world. Or even though they are pretty, doesn't mean you're gonna the stupidest shit in the world. No, you're a hundred percent right, Jimmy. And and I'm gonna use a, an analogy here that I think they will totally get. We at Totally Driven Radio get a lot of emails from people that want us to listen to their music or watch their video or download their new album or whatever it is. You know what I mean? And every single one of them starts out with the coolest, most awesome band in the world wants you to, you know what I mean? And, like, the truth is that about 95% of that is just garbage. But they all think they're rock stars. Now, I, 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 look, man, I believe everybody should have confidence in the shit that they do, no matter what. You know, if you don't have confidence in it, you're not going to do it. So you get, you should have but you have to be real. what you should but the, but that the, is the real problem. to a lot of them. Well, absolutely. And, but you also have to realize that no matter what your parents told you, your opinion does not always matter. Your opinion matters to one person, you. Everybody else 
could care less. Unless they ask you for your opinion, shut the fuck up. Nobody cares, you know what I mean? It's, it's, no, the, most, it's the most infuriating thing. But people are fucking ridiculous nowadays. Like, you guys know, they're, they're, you, you show up at any random wrestling show, you look around the locker room, you're like, okay, that dude, that dude's solid. That dude, I bet you he could make some good money in Japan. You see another dude and you're like, all right, well, he's going to work in North Jersey. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like but, but that guy will go around telling people he's a week away from going to Japan when you just fucking know it's never going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, so instead of just going and, and, and being like, I'm the best jobber in North Jersey, you, you're, you're like, they're trying to convince people that they're just waiting for their big break. You know what I mean? you got to know where you are in life. Like, you, you have to. You know what I mean? If, if you're doing, if I tell guys all the time, if you're doing this thinking that you're going to be one of the uh, many, many people to get a, a very few jobs in, in big wrestling or the, the WWE or wherever else, stop doing it. Because <laughs> you're, the, the likelihood that you will go somewhere is very, very thin, and you have to enjoy doing this for for you, you know? And, hey, if you get there, great. You know, you can have drive and, and a comment, but unfortunately in this business, it's just like the acting business, just like the modeling, there are five four that look just like you. You know? Yeah. It, it really is... Uh... Of the truth, <laughs> and then, it is. You know, this is this is an it's an entertainment business wrestling. First off, um, you know, so I mean, it's it's how entertaining can you be? Uh, and you know, just the the best people, just because you do the best work, you can do the best you can, and be the, and be like one of the top rated guys, and you're not going to get a fucking job yeah. because that's not what's. Uh, and it's not just wrestling, and it's not even just the entertainment industry. You know what I mean? Like, last week I had a discussion with my daughter. She said, uh, would you be mad if I wanted to go to, like, beauty school? And I, and I thought about it, and, I was like, and I'm trying to be honest with her. You know what I mean? So I'm like, look, I would be mad because you're going to make minimum wage most likely. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, of course, in her mind, she's like, well, she sees these makeup artists on TV and on RuPaul and making money on Instagram and all that. And you, you, it's hard to explain to them that for the 12 people that are famous doing it, there's 3,700 of them on welfare. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's not a shot at them. It's just like Jimmy said. They could be the best at what they do, but it's about timing. It's about luck. It's about who you know. Me and Bay, come on, we know. How much is it about who you know these days? Oh, God, yeah. Oh. And even even with the, whole, I mean, the, the the wrestling thing, especially, it was, I mean, how much more was it was uh, luck and timing than, than talent, especially back in the day? Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, there was no way. That a person see that's why I never went. I never tried to go to WWE. Right. 
because there was no way at that time, the time of my prime, the time that I was coming, you know, and would have been an, an asset, that at that time they were not even looking at guys like me. Right. You know, because I was smaller, I, was, I wasn't, you know, uh, bulked up on, on uh, muscles and everything else. They wouldn't even have looked at me no matter how great I was. You know, so that my timing is screwed. By the time that, you know, guys like Ray Mysterio, the smaller guys, kind of broke that mold, I was way past my prime, and they wouldn't have taken me anyway. So, it is. Well, but see, here's the thing. You were smart enough to understand that, and I bet you that you had other jobs, and I bet you that you worked here and there, and I bet you that you found something within the realm of that that you were good at with, whether it be coaching and training or whatever. A lot of people will just ride it out, waiting for fame to come, and then wake up at, you know, 52, broke as hell. Yeah. Part of the other thing, too, was I knew how political the business was. I knew how cutthroat the business was. I knew how bad these people were. My thing was I didn't want to get stuck in there, the travel and everything else. I'd end up hating wrestling, and I never wanted to do that because that was the first thing was was love of wrestling. That's why I did this. I didn't do this just to become famous. I never, never even hoped to become famous doing it. Uh, but those people, they just need – sometimes they need that fame, and I think it's this day and age, now drives that with YouTube pages and Instagram things and all totally. those, you know, this instant gratification of, ooh, you like me, you like me, yay, yay, yay. It's, it's become too much, man. And it's just, it's, it's really turned the world, well, this country anyway, into, into just the most self-vain people ever. Now, with that being said, let's talk about our podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which we, we, we never even talked about who's on the show tonight or nothing. Wow, we're we're forty minutes in. Yeah. Is I, I it? I, no, no, she's at a uh, an Emmy's. What is it like an Emmy's party or some type of Emmy shindig? Uh-huh. Yeah, and there's a, there's a, there's another thing. awards. I watched something with Jerry Seinfeld uh, the other day when he was getting some awards, and he basically trashed the award ceremonies. Trashed <laughs> all like self, you know, important people from the back, you know, and actors are such idiots that basically it's like, here's the words. We're paying you what to say. Now say this. Brilliant. <laughs> like, why do you get awards? Awards suck. Awards suck. I don't know. I never got an award, so. <laughs> I <didn't laughs> tell you. Neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, give you an award. Next week, live on the air, you get an award. <laughs> biggest, biggest jackass. I got hated awards. I got a piece of paper that said, all these people hate you here. That, you know, well, I mean, a, that was kindergarten, Jeanette. Let it go. 
I wouldn't share the crayons. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to share our podcast tonight. We're going to share our show with um, with some guests tonight. We have a uh, coming up later in the show at around ten o'clock. We have a person returning to the show. Um, from Happy Days. I mean, bottom line, that was his big thing. He most known as being Potsy Weber on Happy Days, Mister Anson Williams. And um, actually, he's. Uh, I mean, uh, last time he was on, he talked about his uh, cookbook that he did, and um, this time, uh, when it was presented to me, it's a topic that uh, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, this is really interesting," because this like is something I've done twice and uh, it's about drowsy driving and how drowsy driving is like the most um is actually worse than drunk driving and i've actually crashed two cars by falling asleep behind the wheel um so oh, I was wow. Like, wow. yeah i was like wow okay so um and there there's these these drops out now now i don't know if it's they're actually his company that put this together but something else that which is kind of wild is um uh, Anton's uncle is Dr. Heimlich, the guy that invented the Heimlich maneuver. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he'll, he'll explain all this, but um, how his, his uncle, uh, he asked his uncle for, uh, you know, years ago, like something to help him stay awake. And, you know, I, I don't want to give everything away. I'll let Anton tell it, but uh, we'll be talking about that and more. I want to talk to him about, um, you know, we lost uh, the last time we talked to him. We lost Aaron Moran. She passed away. Um, so I want to you know, talk to him about that and see what else he's up to. But uh, coming up in about 15 minutes um, is uh, the, the the super hot and gorgeous Alicia Dove, and she's part of this dance group uh, called the Cherry Bombs, which they are like a, uh, a heavy metal um, dance group slash uh, fire, I don't know, you can call them fire starters or fire, I don't know, but they play with fire, they do aerial freaking stuff, they're just wild. Um, and they're actually going to head out on tour with um, Stone Sour and Steel Panther, so it's going to be a hell of a freaking fun time, I would imagine. So um, we're going to be talking with Alicia, who is actually the person that is uh, the main cherry bomb, she's the girl that put this all together and uh, we're going to find out all about Cherry Bombs and how she did this. And uh, she actually used to be an NFL cheerleader. And that's how she, uh, you know, I want to see how she made the jump from NFL to being a Cherry Bomb, a tattooed rocker girl. So it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that'll be coming up in 15 minutes. So there you go. Dude, we got to have a video show if we're going to keep having hot chicks on. Dude, we yeah, right. so <laughs> need a show. Yeah, we so need sure. <laughs> I, You know, I wish there was a way we could do um, the three of us on video. Uh, you know, that would be wild. Yeah, be well, done. that's Apple's fault because they were supposed to come out with the FaceTime group this year, and it never happened. Sounds well, like you're Jimmy's back in the hurricane. <laughs> you're breaking up, Jimmy. What was that? I said. Yeah. Uh, Alright, you're still getting fucking fucking uh service down there. Uh, 
Uh, might be a shitty speaker. Well, hey. There you go. There we go. So yeah, no, it was part. You would have thought it would have been part of that sh- that fucking thousand dollar iPhone ten coming out. I want to know with this whole iPhone X and all when this comes when it comes out next month, I think it or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. Oh. I don't care. I am not getting it. But uh, no. All these fucking, you know, it happens every time they put out one of these new iPhones. There's going to be a line of people camping out for this shit. And, and like, mm-hmm. first of all, why are these fuckers getting $1,000 to buy a phone? How do they do it? It's the same kids that, uh, you know, sit in line for uh, Comic-Con and spend thousands of dollars to go uh, sit in, in, uh, in its presence and, and take pictures. The world. <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, but you know what? I know two people that I consider to be like real grown-ups. They're, they're, they're relatively the same age as me, a little bit older. But say, every time a new app... Can you hear me? Yeah, I was saying, I know you're not talking about me. No, 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 not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but every time a new Apple product comes out, they get it on the first day. And they do a combination of things, man. They they sell the previous version, so they get the money back for that. And okay. some of the people I know have refinanced their house to get a lower interest rate to get a loan. Wait, did, did they don't do save all, up all year. They do this all just to get a phone? They refinance their house? A phone or an Apple Watch or, you know, the Samsung Galaxy, whatever. Like, we're not talking about just irresponsible, like, geeks and teenagers. We're talking about grown-ass people that just have to have it. We're talking about responsible geeks. Yeah, yeah. They don't sound responsible if that's what they're doing for their phones. Um, They'll save up, you know, for the whole year for that rather than a vacation. You know what I mean? Well, uh, well, that I can understand. But to refinance one's house or to get a loan oh, on yeah. house, that's I know, the- I know somebody that went through their company to get a more uh, a, a loan to redo their roof, and then instead of redoing the roof, they got the money. It was approved. They came in and they, it was like a home equity loan. And instead of doing that, they bought like two uh, Apple Watches, two iPads, two iPhones, and then went on vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather That's than get the roof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I hope that, uh, you know, they're not in hurricane country. <laughs> For their sake, no. because they won't be able to use those Apple products when uh, when it the roof gets ripped off, you know, or or caves in on them. Oh, but either way, that, that's just that's stupidity. I can't see spending that much money. I mean, I have an iPhone 6s. Me too. And even when even when you know the new stuff comes out, I would never get it on the first day. Because there's always bugs with these fucking things. Always. No matter what it is. I got mine free. Pass through. Yeah. So, I, I mean. See, I'll, I'll get an yeah. iPhone 
in like two years. <laughs> like that's, I, I have a, I think just a regular six and like, I, I, I don't, I mean, what are the new things with it? Like, I, I guess it's got a better camera and all that stuff, which sounds cool, but I, I don't need yeah. to go through wireless it has, charging. It has facial recognition, which is a completely useless feature. If you really think about it, it's not that hard to type in your code. Exactly. And I find that annoying. Because, I mean, there's nobody that's looking at my phone. And even if I they have... did, how, how bored would they be? <laughs> Most exciting thing on here is I play Injustice, DC Injustice <laughs> on the phone. That's the most exciting fucking thing on my phone. I yeah, have the facial recognition on my computer, my new computer. I just I think that's the wildest fucking thing. Like, how it... And it's weird. Like, if I have a hat on... It will not recognize. Like my, I have to have a hat on, and it, it's just wild. Like, I'm wondering, like, if I let my ponytail down, if it would recognize me or not. It probably would. Yeah, shave your beard and see what happens, dude. These, oh, yeah. uh, these facial recognition shit is is for the birds because the uh, uh, DMV when I my license because they have the facial recognition thing. They they told me I couldn't smile. What? <laughs> Swear to God, they were like, "Don't smile; it messes up the picture." They will they will have to retake the picture, and they will charge you again if they have to retake the picture. Holy they said shit. that to everybody. It wasn't just me. I, I was standing in line and was getting a new picture because normally what you do, what I did, was I was just redo it online. You know, I looked the same as the fucking picture was taken, basically, the first time. Right. So I just redo it online, and they said no. But back with you could not redo it online. You had to go in for a new picture, and that was the gimmick. No, I don't, I don't know what say to say this. The one feature that 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 does almost seem worth it is the wireless charging. Like the iPhone has historically shitty charger cords. And charger ports, like they're constantly going. So when this, yeah, you but just will this one be any better? On a pad. Yeah, it but eventually, what will happen with it? Where, Say that. Is the pad around now? No, basically, like you know, you have this pad on your desk, where you know you would set your phone normally, and it'll charge it. Without plugging anything in. Yeah, I mean, you either have to get one for your car or or get a, you know what I mean? And also, the battery life is supposed to be like three hours more or something like that. So is there an an actual way to charge it with a cord anymore or no? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's still optional. Because didn't they do away with on the last one with the uh, the earbuds? Yeah, from what yeah. I understand, they went with instead of having a port specifically for earbuds. What I understand is they had just like a mini USB port, so you could get an adapter for your earphones and then plug it in. But yeah, yeah, they want you know who, you, to go you know who would know all the answers to these questions? The guy you were talking about earlier. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that. Uh, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's funny. I would send him an email, but I don't have, you know, I, I don't think I can feature on his page. Now, I, I, real quick, real quick, while we're, while we're talking about the kind of, kind of like what you were talking about, about people with, uh, you know, thinking they're more important than they are. Uh, they have at Berkeley tonight a conservative speaker coming in. Have you guys heard about this? No. Yeah, in, at UC Berkeley, they have a conservative speaker coming in. The last few times that they've tried to have a protest go basically a college, you know, and won't let this person, whoever they may be, speak. So after the last one, when they had a riot, you know, that this guy, uh, these people caused, um, this time you thousands of dollars, extra security. They are also offering uh, people to have counseling before this person even speaks. They're offering counseling to the students if they want to, you know, have this thing. And the amount of security that they've put up, they've put up concrete uh, barrier walls around the school. So they, dude, this is the, the, the birthplace of free speech, they say. And this is now because these these fucking children, these children who have not learned, lied to them, you know, and told them all those years ago that your fucking opinion really matters. Come on, Jimmy, use the word. Use the word everybody uses. I want to hear you say it. What's that? Snowflake. Snowflake. Snowflakes. Yeah, all the all the snowflakes. Oh uh, no, dude! They're not even snowflakes, man. These fucking people—these are ridiculous. You know, this is and and it's technically it's our fault. It's our fault. It's our generation's fault. Well, sure, somebody our, enabled them. Yeah, it's our generation because our generation basically said, "Oh, we're not going to treat you like our parents treated us." We're not going to spank you. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do, you know what I mean? We we, we allowed this to happen. <laughs> We've allowed too much to happen. <laughs> God help us. You know, real quick, I want to uh, go back to a couple of things on Facebook again. But, um, I think it was yesterday, and I, I just pulled the post up. Uh, again, I'm not going to mention any names, but... Uh, you know, somebody posted some, this status on Facebook, and I wanted to call them out so bad because I, I, I thought it was just wrong. Like, I, I thought it was like making fun of a, you know, a, a fat person, obese person, and I thought it was kind of body shaming, and I, I just thought it was wrong. And I wanted to get your opinion on this. So the status is, you think you look cool wearing jeans to the gym, but I think you look like your undercarriage probably smells like an old sneaker full of freshly diced onions. And I was just like, wow, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Here okay, goes. first question. Did the insult come from a fat person? No. Okay, because, you know, we we can say it. They can't. Yeah, I, no, yeah. Uh, 
is it wrong? Is it me? <clears throat> no, yeah, it's ignorant as hell. And, like, yeah, yeah. seriously, why can't people just mind their own fucking business? You know what I mean? Like, why, you don't have to comment on the guy at the gym that's struggling. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have right. to comment because there's a fat guy on the bus. Just live your fucking life. Right. That's, that's like, hey, at least he's at the fucking gym. I'm not even at the gym, but this guy was at the gym. At least he gets fucking, uh, you know, credit for being at the fucking gym. Like, who the fuck are you to, to, to like, talk shit on people? I don't It just really rubbed me the wrong fucking way. I, was just, I, I just thought it was so fucking wrong. So here's the question. Did you tell them that it was wrong? No, no. I, I You know, I just bit my tongue. I, I didn't want to fucking make waves or start a fight with anybody or or anything else. So I just, you know. Well, there, and evil to exist in this world is for good men to stand by and do nothing. That's a quote. <laughs> That's not Nick Wilkinson. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew um, it was coming. Um, no, again, this, I, what I go back to is this is somebody that, you know, didn't realize that their opinion doesn't fucking matter. You know? Exactly. exactly. And yeah, this is this is a guy who's sharing his opinion with somebody with people. Not even a guy. You know, a girl. Huh? He was a girl. Or a girl. All right. Yeah. There's a girl that you know. Your fucking opinion doesn't matter. Nobody asked for it. You know, you can put it out there. That's fine. But uh, yeah, but free speech. One thing that I've- one thing that I've learned from Facebook and Instagram and all that, men can yeah. be dicks, and we can be aggressive <laughs> physically at times, but there is nothing in the world more vicious than a woman. Like, women hate men. Women hate other women. They hate fat women. They hate skinny women. They hate women with good hair. They hate women with bad hair. They fucking hate everybody. <laughs> uh, if a woman, I mean, they will attack. You know, as the father of a teenage daughter, uh, girls don't get beat up. They get psychologically abused. Like, right. nah, women can be vicious creatures that way. Dude, uh, you know who else is vicious? And this really... The other day threw me for a loop. Like I, I, I should have known better before I shared this post out. Like after I shared it out, I, I was like, uh oh, and it just went downhill from there. Where I actually had to delete the post. And this was um the night of Hurricane Irma. I guess it was the night of or the night after. Um, I don't know, Janetti. I don't even know if you've even seen this, but um, there was videos going around of people looting like uh like foot lockers and stuff down in Florida. Um, and uh, in both videos going around, they were all the people that were doing it were all African American. And I shared one of the videos, and I was just like, I hope like these scumbags get caught. And the first person to to comment on it was our good friend Blackman, and, and he like put a big like comment up there, and it was kind of half joking and half serious. And I was like, uh oh. This could end badly. And right away, like, somebody, like, jumped on him and, uh, like, verbally attacked him. I was like, and it was, like, a person, like, who I, I, I know, but I don't know. You know what I mean? And I was just like, 
holy shit. Like, I never saw that side of the person. Right. And then all these fucking people started, like, the, the, the racist side in all these people started coming out, like, <laughs> and, dude, it was like, and it was all, like, people, like, I'm friends with on Facebook that I've never, like, you know, people that like, you just end up friending on Facebook and you never talk to? And it's people who, like, I might have known casually or, or maybe not even actually physically met, but they were, like, racist, like, all of a sudden. Like, you saw, like, the white hoods come out, and they just all started nuts. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I got scared for a second. And here, poor poor black man, he was the first one to comment. And so he's getting notifications on all these comments. And right away, I'm like, oh, shit. And I, just, I fucking deleted it. And then he, Chris messes me, black man. And he goes, did you delete that? I said, I did. He goes, see, I knew you were a good man from the time I met you. I was like, wow. It was, but it was crazy. Like, I, I like really got like, like, oh my God. Like, I think I really need to clean out my Facebook. Like, these people scared me. No, and, and the thing is, you <laughs> said scumbag. And I'm sure that you meant because they're thieves. Yeah, You know totally. what I mean? Like, and we know him, and he's trying to break stereotypes, and he's trying to be funny, and he uses a lot of even, like, politically incorrect stuff. So I'm sure that he was trying to be funny and make sort of a, a point, but not really start, like, a flame war. It was more just his comedy. And he, I'm sure, like, I didn't even see it. But I can guarantee you that in my head, I know what they were saying. You know what I mean? Dude, it was, and, and so many people, like, I was like, <laughs> like, they responded to it. And I'm like, do I even know these people? <laughs> like, and then I'm looking, I'm like, holy shit, like, I'm friends with these people. And they never commented on nothing of my stuff. And I might have been friends with these people for four or five years. And all of a sudden, I was like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, where did these people come from? And it was just like, wow. And, and that opened the floodgates for these people to, like, come alive all of a sudden was racism. Freaking scary world we live in. Well, I think <sighs> now you know what kind of uh, articles we need on the website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, you know what kind of articles we need on the website? We need more articles about our next guest. We had an article up there about them. I think last week their press release came out. Let's welcome to the show... I, she is the one and only. She's the one and only. She's the head of the Cherry Bombs. She's Miss Alicia Dove. Alicia, how are you? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. How, I guess you better be pretty freaking excited, huh? Going on tour with Stone Sour and Steel Panther? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Just get me there. Get ready. <laughs> So, you know, this is like a whole, a whole wild thing. Like, I'm sitting there today, I'm going through all the Cherry Bomb stuff, and, you know, I find out, like, I, I, I guess was your, your first real professional like, job in dancing was being a cheerleader, was it? Or was that, like, your first claim to fame? Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't say it was my first professional dancing job. It was definitely more my claim to, I wouldn't call it fame by any means, but, I, you know, pseudo quasi fame, whatever. Um, yeah, I was the cheerleader for the Atlanta Falcons in 2010, 11, and 12. So, um, yeah, and, and then I left the cheerleading uh, industry, I guess you could call it, the NFL, to start my own group, which is um, the birth of the Cherry Bombs. That's wild. Now, like, how is it going, like, from in front of 60,000 crazy football fans to being in a, like, either a small rock club or – 
you know, in front of a 10,000, you know, rocking fans. I mean, it's got to be a big difference. It's different, definitely, um, just in kind of different ways. Um, when you're in a football stadium, you got, you know, you're surrounded by fans everywhere you look. You're in a giant stadium, right? Um, when you're in a rock show or concert or club, um, you're on a stage and everybody's just staring at you. When you're in a football game, people are watching the game. You're there, um, right. and certainly they're looking at you too, but you're not necessarily the focal point. When you're performing at a, a rock concert, like with one of our shows, we are it. We're the only thing on that stage. So it definitely feels a little more intimate, not just in size, but also just the focus and the attention being on you on a stage. Um, but it's kind of cool, too, because while it may be a little bit smaller, you know, those people are coming to check you out. So you're not just like, I used to call it the fluff, like we were the fluff of the football team, you know? Um, right. And now now we're an actual, like, standalone act. So it's, it's very different, but equally just as cool, just in totally different ways. How did this whole thing come together? I mean, because this, this is your baby. You put this whole thing together. Yeah, this is my baby. Um, so when I left cheerleading, I decided that I wanted to keep performing. I wanted to keep dancing professionally. I just wanted to make more money doing it. Um, I don't know if you've heard any any of the stuff going on with the cheerleaders and the NFL organizations and the lawsuits because they're underpaid, that kind of thing. Um, but I just wanted to do it my way. I didn't want to dance to Katy Perry anymore. I wanted to dance to just rock and roll or metal music. That's what I'm passionate about. And um, so I said, fuck it. I'm just going to do my own thing. And I took a bunch of girls that retired off of the cheerleading team with me. And oh, cool. we did our very first gig yeah, in uh, Sturgis, South Dakota, which is the world's largest motorcycle rally. And uh, ever since then, it just kind of kept growing and growing and growing and People were like, holy shit, this can be a thing. So, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I guess, too, like, with the whole cheerleader thing, like, I think people seem to forget, too. It's, I mean, first off, you guys aren't paid like NFL players. And second off, I mean, especially if you guys don't make the playoffs, I mean, what do you get, like, 10 games out of the year? Yeah, so we would have 10 home games, um, and we would – yeah, people just assume if you're on a football field in the NFL that you're making millions, and that's definitely not the case. Uh, we got paid $75 a game. Um, and, yeah, um, and but, too, you know, you knew that going in. So you know that straight up front, and you have to be okay with that when you sign up for that year-long contract, which I certainly was. Um, and granted, the, the experience was priceless, and the things I got to do were amazing, you know, I got to go to Kuwait and Djibouti and, and perform for the troops and do these amazing hospital visits and see kids. And, you know, just really, like, get involved in the community and give back to our, our men and women in uniform. So definitely you, that was completely worth it. But, yeah, you don't make a lot of money at all. Um, and uh, there was a lot of rules to follow, which I'm not very good at either. And... Um, <laughs> I yeah, and then it, when it was time, it was time. Holy cow! So like, uh, like, uh, did they pay you like for appearances? And I don't mean like going to a hospital and all that stuff. I mean like if they send you to like a car dealership or 
something like that? Were you getting paid for any appearances like that? Um, yeah, there, there was chances where you make your money in, in, in that is um, you do like uh, like corporate appearances, which don't come on, uh, along too much, but mostly a lot of charity work. So like my rookie year, I did like 60 charity appearances, all non-paid. Um, oh. But of course, you can write things off like your mileage and, and, sure. and all that good stuff. But um, but required to have a full-time job or be a full-time student when you're a cheerleader anyway. So it's not meant to be your, your only means of income. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but it was, that job in particular was just more fulfilling and it opened up a lot of doors, you know? Sure. Sure. Basically it looks great on the resume. Yeah, absolutely. Like now, like, okay. Yeah. We look really wild and crazy and like, we're these crazy ass, heathens but you know with my background you know we're gonna show up on time you know we're gonna like come looking presentable we're not gonna be looking all messy and crazy we're not gonna be sloppy on you we might drink a little bit but we're not gonna be sloppy um so yeah it's like that it's like we're like professional heathens (laughs) (laughs) are you hiring (laughs) come on let's go so now, now with the whole uh, <laughs> with the cherry bombs, like, is do you have like, um, is it a set amount of girls? Like, when you're going on tour, I guess there'll be like six of you. Is, is yeah. it five or six of you? When we go on tour, there'll be seven of us. Okay. So I'm coming with a wolf pack. We're coming with a yeah. wolf pack. Now, have you had coming like with a wolf pack? Have you gone through like issues with member changes and stuff like that over the over the years? Yeah, um, you know, I don't, I don't lock my girls in forever and ever. They're, they're certainly free to come and go. Um, but I, you know, you sometimes, as with any group, um, you get some kind of bad apples in there, and then you get ones that come in and stick through it uh, for years and years. So, and especially, you know, with girls, it can be a little tricky sometimes. Um, but I have to say, right now, the group that I have right now is fucking amazing. Like I have, I'm so grateful. We have a Staff team, and I cannot wait for everybody to see this on the road because this fucking group is phenomenal. I mean, like beast, just super cool. Now, how did you guys like? Uh, and the, the dancing is one thing. I, I, like, okay, you can dance. We know this, but you, I mean, you guys take it to a whole new level. I mean, you guys are like flying off the ceiling uh, through the air. There's fire involved. Like, how, how did you like? Did you, like, already start doing that stuff when you were a cheerleader? Like, how did all this stuff come to be? So, no. Um, so, originally, we first started, when we very first formed, we had a girl with us who's still a really good friend of mine. She was the world championship baton twirler for the USA four times in a row. So, she can twirl these batons like fucking nobody's business, Okay. And she, like I said, she won it for the U.S. four times in a row. And um, or she was like, I can do this on fire. And I said, you can do it on fire. Let's see this shit. And she, she showed me, and she was juggling them and dropping into the splits and twirling these things on fire all crazy fast. And I was just, it was the coolest thing. So I thought, okay, we need to do more of this because the crowd really loved it. So I, I linked up with one of the um, predominant members of the circus community out here in Atlanta. Her name is Connie. She's still one of my girls today. Um, she's brilliant. 
and um, she's really well known in the aerial community and in the okay. fire arts community too. So she um, she's my kind of little daredevil. She's the one that you'll see swinging from the rafters uh, for the most part. She's just beautiful in the air. And she, this poor girl, I'm always like, hey, like I'll come up with this idea. I'm like, can you, like for instance, we built a fire cube, right? It's an aerial cube. It's We rig it from the ceiling. It's in the shape of a cube. And okay. I thought, okay, that, that's cool, but can we can we add fire to that cube somehow? She's like, <laughs> I don't know. So I got with a welder, and I'm, I kind of engineered this thing. And um, we figured out a way to add fire brackets to it. And then I was like, okay, Connie. And they always hate me for this part. I'm like, can you do it in heels? Now that changes everything, right? I mean, that's the make or break. It can be done in heels. Oh, yeah. I'm always asking them, can you do that on fire? And then, can you do it in heels? And then they're like, can you do it spinning 10 more plates? I don't know. Alicia, let's go. (laughs) I'm just constantly pushing them to do something different. So, um, yeah, it's weird, but it comes out of my head sometimes. Now, how about like when you're going on tour now? Like, and I know you guys went on tour before with um, it was Buck Cherry and Blackstone Cherry. It was like hey, the whole cherry yeah. tour going on. Now, so when yeah. you go on tour, I mean, it's it's not just you girls. I mean, do you have to bring somebody along to be like uh, like your stage manager to like assist with the setup and everything, make sure everything's safe for you guys each night? So uh, the first tour that we did with Buck Cherry and Blackstone Cherry, that was our first national tour. And I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Um, <laughs> just kind of winged it. And we had nobody. I drove us in a 15-passenger van, and oh, we had no stagehands. We were self-contained. We didn't even have a merch person. We didn't have anything. It was just oh. us six girls, a um, Mormon van, and, a, and the road, you know. And we piled up I, in that bitch, and we just went for it. That's hardcore. And so we do it. Yeah, it was really hardcore. I remember I fell asleep on the floor of the van at one point and woke up with, like, Dorito crumbs all over my face from, like, the baseboard <laughs> to the van. It was freaking uh, gnarly. But, you know, but uh, you got to pay your dues, you know? Hell so, yeah. Um, yeah, and we were like, we got to hang with these rock and roll bands. You know, they think we're all just these little prissy little girls. You know, we got to prove ourselves here, so... Um, we do all of our loading and unloading. We do all of our own rigging. Um, we take care of all of our own, like, fire safety, everything like that. Nobody, you know, we don't hire anybody. Um, but this tour coming up is much, much, but much bigger. So I actually have hired a tech to come assist um, and hire, and I, I got a bus this time, so we have a driver. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it shows that you guys are growing. Yeah, that that's good. Definitely, yeah. I would say, you know, doing what we do in the rock industry is fairly new. Um, there certainly has been many dance groups before that do like a rock and roll kind of um, theme. You know, there, there's been a ton of groups in LA and and New York and stuff that have been doing it for for much longer than me. Um, right. But at this level, it's I, I feel like it's it's somewhat becoming a new thing. Um, 
so we're very, very grateful for the chance to go on a second national tour now because we're really excited for people to kind of experience rock and metal music in a completely different way. Yeah, I mean, that. I, this is like there's another group going around too, and I, I think this is like the new thing now. And uh, like it had me actually thinking, I'm like, if you would have did this maybe 20 years ago, or maybe even 30 years ago, like in, in the height of the you know 80s uh, hair band craze or whatever, like you would think to yourself, like I, I don't know if it would go over as much. Yeah, with the guys it would go over, but I don't know if it would go over with the girls as much. But I think the scene today, it goes over with both girls and guys equally as much. Yeah, um, you certainly have to be. I think women in general are, are a lot more discerning and picky when it comes to things that um, they like and they don't. Usually, you know, with guys, no offense or anything, but, you know, if you're hot, you're hot, you know. And, and a lot <laughs> of guys, they're like, I don't care what the fuck she's doing. She's hot, you know. But um, we we certainly love that, and but we really appreciate the audience member that can see what we're doing and see what, what it really is. Um, right. We find that we find that when we can win uh, respect of our female audience members, that, that makes us super happy and super proud. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if you're going to win over a female audience, you got to bring it, man. You have to be impressive. You can't just be, you know, certainly a pretty face is appreciated, but you have to bring some raw in your face talent. You know, you got to make those people in that audience go, holy shit, you know? So, I try and keep that in mind whenever we're building a show. I try and think, like, this kind of goes back to, like, doing things on fire and in heels. It's like I don't want anybody in the audience to look at us and just be like, I could do that, you know? Right. It just it should be something that's, that's hard. And, and and the heels sets it apart from everybody else. <laughs> and the heels, yeah, heels just makes it, you know, sexy. That just puts a little sexiness on it. Yeah, no. but um, definitely, it's becoming a thing. It's it's cool. It's exciting. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, people need to check it out. Like, um, there's a bunch of videos going around. I was watching them today, and actually, I came across um, the video for you. You guys have an indie go go going as well. Go go going. We do. <laughs> yeah, we have an indie go go. <laughs> now, when you put that together, like whenever people do these things, like the the, the question I always got to ask is. Were you nervous or scared putting it together? Like, oh, shit, like, if we do this and nobody gives us anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, dude, fuck yeah. I was, like, I almost backed out. I was, like, guys, like, this is not a good idea. Like, th- this isn't going to do anything. This is going to suck. I just, and, you know, I'm kind of, like, got to get out of that mode. I'm kind of a natural-born pessimist, I think. So, I'm like, you know, I, I just don't think that I, I don't want to, I don't want to look like we're begging people, you know, times are tough already as it, as it is for people. And, and, you know, for me, like whenever I see Indiegogo's, unless it's a cause I really believe in or somebody, you know, has some, some really big needs, you know, I usually don't really pay that close of attention unless it's something that kind of hits home for me. So I was like, this isn't going to resonate with anybody. We're going to raise like 250 bucks and then that's it, you know? And while I would certainly be very, very grateful for that 250 bucks, I just, it would just 
I don't know. It just made me feel weird, you know? Sure, sure. And, um, yeah, and I just wasn't really about it for a really long time. And then my girls were just like, dude, I think you're going to be really surprised. Just just put it out there. She's like, I think more people believe in this than you think. And I was kind of like, okay, fine, you know. And yeah. uh, and we did it. And, and we, you know, we did a big push at the beginning, and I kind of, like, backed off a little bit because I don't want to be up everybody's ass about it. But sure. we've done so much better than I thought we were. Like, very, very, very grateful. And just, very, I mean, we're only 10% of the way of our goal, but I'm so thankful for everything. Like, just didn't even see that happening. So it's a win already in my book, you know? Yeah, I mean, people, I mean, it, it's a business investment. I mean, I mean, you, you're trying to run a business here, and you're looking for people to help you, you know, keep your business going on the road and like you say on the video i I mean you got bills to pay on the road it's not i think i think people like you said like you were guys wearing a 15 passenger van first time around i think people just think like oh you're going on tour and you're gonna be getting paid all this money and it's not the case at all you know you gotta beg borrow and steal for every dollar and most of that money's gonna be coming from your merch stand at the end of the night oh yeah and that's the other thing people don't realize is like when you go to a concert, you've got to buy merch, man. Like, buy those CDs. If you can, you know, hold off from downloading the CDs right away and buy them at the merch booth if you're gonna if you're gonna go to a concert soon, you know, um, because that's gonna give that artist more money for their music. And with us, we're not a band, so we don't have like a big way to monetize us when we're not on the road actively performing. Right. So. Yeah, like you, we don't have like an album that you can just buy wherever and, and that we can raise money that way. You know, we have merch and stuff, but if we're not actively performing on the road, we're not really making any money. So, um, so yeah, until I figure out a way to do that, you know, definitely support, support any way you can, for sure. Sure. Yeah, so people need to go Indiegogo and look up the Cherry Bombs. And, uh, yeah, do it. Donate yeah, some money. help us afford pants. Yeah, put some gas in that tank over there for them. Have you guys ever come to Philadelphia? I don't think you have. Uh, to Philly? No. Yeah, nope, I didn't think we so. have never been to Philly. Nope. I would love to go. I would absolutely love to go. Yeah, we got to make that happen. Tell, uh, tell Corey to make a beeline on the tour and uh, stop over to Philly. Yeah, come on, Corey. <laughs> Change all the run. Yeah, we'll be coming through um, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I think that's the closest right. we'll be. Because okay. right after that, we got to head up to Niagara Falls. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, little- yeah, the routing's kind of crazy on this one. We go from, like, Louisville, Kentucky to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania to Niagara Falls and then over to South Dakota. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. We're, yeah, so we're need gas money. all over. Yeah. We need gas money. Oh, my God. <laughs> we need gas money and coffee. Yes, absolutely. But I I love Pennsylvania. We were out when we were at Buckshire. We were out there in Stroudsburg, and that's a super cool city. We had hey, a blast know, out there. I've never been out to the, to, uh, the Stroudsburg Theater, which is probably where you guys were. And I hear so many great things about that place. 
all the time. Yeah, actually, I have to say, out of all the stuff on our tour last year, that was probably my favorite show. The people, the people just for me, I'm, I don't know, I'm, I just love the Northeast. I think it's great. I love the people up there. Um, everybody up there just seems to really love rock and roll. And so for that particular show out there in Strasburg, everyone showed up early. And by the time we hit the stage, I mean, they were just they were yelling cherry bombs, chanting it. And we were like, right. how the fuck do these people know who we are? Like, <laughs> we're nobody, you know? But they were, and they, they were an awesome, awesome crowd. So, like, I love it up there. Anytime we get a chance to perform up there, we're there. We were, we were just up there for Gettysburg Bike Week. Um, in yeah. July, we do a lot of motorcycle rallies. So, um, we were coming through up there, but yeah, but we could get over to Philly for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, with, um, yeah hello. Yeah. Cheesesteaks. Yeah. <laughs> Don't got to twist my arm. Now, how'd the tour hook up with you guys with, uh, with Stone Sour? So, um, Corey, actually, when he saw us do our stuff with Buck Cherry, he thought, I can make this work. You know, he thought it was cool. Um, He really, really, really dug it. And um, he reached out to me early early in the year, this year, and was like, hey, do you want to go on a tour? And, I mean, I, first of all, I shit. And then after I got done shitting, I was like, okay, let me see if I can check my schedule. And then after I was like, yep, fuck it, let's go. And he was, <laughs> he was just like, yeah, man, we're going to make this killer rock and roll lineup. It's going to be the rock tour of the year. It's you, me, and Steel Panther. And when he said Steel Panther, I was just like, yes, this is perfect. It's like a variety show, you know? You've got Stone Sour. You've got Steel Panther. He's like a comedy show in itself, and they're so ama- they're such amazing musicians. And then you've got us. Like it's just a really, really cool, interesting, different lineup. It's going to be a really cool show that people haven't seen before. Yeah, I'm, I'm really bummed that it's not coming to Philly. I, I, when it was first announced, I was like, "Oh, what a freaking tour!" And I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like, "Motherfucker's not coming to Philly." <laughs> Right? I mean, can you make it out? Can you make the drive? You know what? I mean, what is the date here? How far is it? Bethlehem, I think, is about two hours from me. Okay. That's a little bit of a haul. It's a little haul. It's let a little me, haul. Let me, do, let me do some investigating. Let me see, let me see what I can make yeah. out. Yeah. Because that would be super cool, you know, for you to come check it out. Love to have you. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, now, let, um, me, let me ask you this, because I saw that yeah. you grew up, uh, like, in the grunge height of Seattle. You grew up in Seattle. Um, yeah. Did you ever get a chance by chance to see one of my all-time favorite bands, Mother Love Bone? I did not. Everybody oh. loves Mother Love Bone. How can That's you so not? so cool. I haven't heard that name in forever. <laughs> oh. That's like old school. 
that it's showing my age. How how old are you? Forty seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's super cool. Um, I did not get a chance. You know, when I was growing up there, I I got I didn't really get a chance to go to a ton of concerts as a as a young kid. I would try and like sneak away and go see them, um, but I never really got the ch- got the chance to see any of the greats. You know, the greats out of the grunge scene. I mean, I remember seeing bands like Seven Dust, like way way back in the day. And they're not. I mean, they're not any, anything from Seattle by any means. But like, right. just kind of more bands like that. You know, um, and then. When I was 18, I moved away from Seattle, so I really didn't get. I moved to Hawaii, which there's Holy not very cow. many. Concerts. <laughs> yeah, there's there's not really any concerts in Hawaii except for like Jack Johnson and fucking Jimmy Buffett. So, um, yeah, yeah. So definitely, my my experience with rock music and the whole grunge scene in Seattle was always through like the radio. I just remember always hearing. Like Soundgarden and Nirvana and Pearl Jam, Alice Chains, all of them just constantly, constantly. It was a huge part of my childhood growing up, just never in person, unfortunately. You want to know a kick in the ass story, real quick? Nirvana story. Probably my biggest concert regret. I had tickets to go see Nirvana. It was 1993. They were coming here to Philly, and they were playing um, University of Pennsylvania College. And me and my buddy had tickets, and we were like, you know what, like, fuck that, we're not going to go. They're playing, like, a college campus, and we were, like, too cool to be, like, on a college campus, we thought. And, like, you know, screw that, we're not going to hang out with all these college kids and blah, blah, blah. And we didn't go. And it was my biggest concert regret ever. (laughs) I was like, you know, a year later, Kurt's blowing his head off. It's like, motherfucker. Oh, man. I'll never forget the day that I found out Kurt Cobain down. I, first of all, I was uh, probably eight years old. Wow. But I specifically remember this, a babysitter at the time. And she, I remember she was just bawling her eyes out. And I was like, you know, she must have been, I don't know, 16, 17. And I was like, why are you crying? She's like, Kurt Cobain died. And she was playing his um, CD. I was just playing Nirvana, and and then she turned on MTV, and I saw, I remember seeing Kurt Loder there, and it's just one of those really vivid memories of a young kid, just seeing that and, like, listening to her tell me about, you know, Nirvana, because as an eight-year-old, you know, you don't, I wasn't really too in tune with it at the time, Um, but I, yeah, but then I was, I'll I'll never forget, I'll never forget that day. It was so crazy. And then, you know, as an adult, you know, you grow up and you, you really fall in love with all that music um, in, a, in a completely different way than when you're a child. You, um, those kind of things just resonate with you. You know, it's crazy. Now, what is the, um, like, if you guys have a crowd that's not into it or a dead crowd, do you have like a tune that you like go to to try to get the crowd pumped up? <laughs> well, we don't um, we don't play live music, so unfortunately, like if the show's going to shit, the show's gonna go to shit. You know, <laughs> um, it's a it's, it's a track, 
So, yeah. Um, yeah. If I ever notice, and this does happen, I think this happens for every performer or artist that does a live show. If at any point you feel like the crowd is just kind of like looking at you like, what the fuck? It makes me, personally, it makes me perform like 10 times even harder than I normally go. Like right. it's almost like I'm like I'm going to make you watch, going to make you love this. And maybe if you don't, okay, whatever, but at least I'm going to I'm going to hold your attention. You got to win them over, but yeah. You got to win them over. Yeah. You 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 just you can't because too, you know, not everybody in that crowd's going to going to hate you. There you're going to have people there that are just that do really like you. I, I highly doubt there's ever a time for any performer where everyone in that audience is just like, this sucks. Right. There's got to be someone in there. Maybe they're really drunk. I don't know, but they've got to be loving it. So. <laughs> you got to find that you know, one person. You got to find that one person and connect with them and then it'll spread. And it's funny you ask that. Um, I don't know if you, Chris Jericho and I, um, have been have become really close friends, and he and I were talking um, about that. We were like, you know, I asked him, I said, "What do you What do you do whenever a crowd's just kind of like, you know, what's going on here?" He said he told me a story about how he ran into Ronnie James Dio in in a hallway, and they and they were discussing the same thing. And Ronnie said, um, "You know what? No matter how many people are in the audience, or how little people are in the audience." or maybe some people just kind of aren't feeling it, never, ever, ever take away from the experience of, of the people who are there to see you and the people who are digging it. Don't ever take away from their experience. So don't give right. them a shitty performance. Don't complain. You know, don't, like, not be into it because maybe majority of them aren't or maybe a lot of people didn't show up. Like, you got to give more then. Sure. So I, I thought that was really cool, and um, I I, I kind of take that with me wherever I go now. That's awesome. Yeah. So, all right. So, where can everybody go to learn about the Cherry Bombs? Find these tour dates and uh, just truly be educated and uh, see this party. Well, um, you can check out the website. It's www.cherrybombs.co. Co. Um, you can check out our Facebook. It's at Cherry Bombs Official, or our Instagram, Cherry Bombs Official, there as well. On Twitter, we're on Cherry Bombs Rock. Um, so we're kind of all over social media and the interwebs. And also, too, if you come to any of our shows, or if anybody comes to our shows, if they bring a non-perishable food item or something like diapers, or baby formula, or dog food, we're going to be rolling down to Houston and Corpus Christi on this tour in about mid-October. And so if you bring one of that, any of those items, anything that we can help donate to the people of um, uh, Houston and Corpus Christi area that got affected by Hurricane Harvey, you'll get 10% off of our merch, and then we're going to personally deliver all of that to the local food banks and the local organizations down there um, and get our feet on the ground out there and help them clean up. Because, you know, when the big people move out, you know, like the Red Cross, they still need support. They still need help. So it's really important to us to get down there and, and help out as much as we can. So try to spread the word about that for sure. Absolutely. That's awesome. Great job there. Yeah. Hey, I saw that, you know, and now our friends in Florida, it's like, Oh man, 
Yeah, actually, I, I actually, I do, I do have two co-hosts, and they're very quiet usually during the interviews. And uh, one of my co-hosts is actually in Florida, and we were just uh, we spent like the first half of the show uh, before you came on getting all the details of Hurricane Irma from him, how he survived it. Where is he at? What part of Florida? Janetti, what part of Florida are you? You're West Palm Beach? He's probably on mute. I think he said he was like 20 minutes from there. Yeah, 20 miles outside of West Palm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I just, I hate it. I just hate it. You know, it's a natural disaster. There's nothing you can really do. Kind of prepare as much as you can, but... Man, Barbuda, Cuba, Puerto Rico, I mean, they got rocked, too. I mean, if anything, just, yeah, do anything you can to help because they need it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The people track them down, bring uh, non-perishables, please, and and then donate to their Indiegogo because now they're going to be weighing down the bus and it's going to use more gas. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Find, We're going to need more gas cards. So. Find that Indiegogo and uh, donate to the Cherry Bombs and uh, bring non-perishables. And then buy their merchandise, too, because most importantly, they need more gas and money in the, in the tank at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, and maybe if we collect so much food, we might need a trailer. So, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody donate donate a trailer to us while you're at it. <laughs> there you go. Very cool. God, these four people, they're like, God, Sherry Bombs, what the fuck you want now? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, honestly, anything else. We're just happy that people are willing to to see us and, you know, clap at the end of our show. I'll take that. So, oh, yeah. It's really great. Everything. Yeah. So I really, really hope you get to make it out to a show, man. I think that'd be super cool. Yeah, definitely. I'll I'll, uh, I'll let you know. I'll hit you up on uh, – no, we're not friends on Facebook, but I'll hit you up on Facebook or whatever, and uh, I'll keep you updated. Yeah, please do. Cool. Well, thank you so much for doing this. And uh, before I let you go, if I can get you to cut an ID, uh, this is Alicia Dove of the Cherry Bombs, and you're listening to Totally Driven Radio. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And we'll talk to you guys soon. You got it. See ya. Thank you, babe. Bye. Bye, y'all. All right, there she goes. <laughs> she, she didn't do the ID, but oh well. <laughs> I think she missed that part. But whatever. Go out. Cherry bombs. India go. <laughs> Which you know what they're doing something cool on the uh, the Indiegogo, which I was thinking about doing myself. Um, for ten bucks, they're doing like social media mentions of your thing. So I was like, well, ten bucks, you know what I mean? Throw ten bucks and have them plug our, uh, you know what I mean? One of our social media pages. Oh, that's that's true. I mean, that's that's like a pretty smart idea. That. You got to start checking your messages though, because I had a really good topic for you and her. Oh really? Yeah, I, I, I was on the 
website, and it says that they were offering VIP packages where fans could come on the bus and drink with them. Really? Oh, that's on the um, the Indiegogo, right? Oh uh, no, I was on. Uh, I think it was an actual website. Because the Indiegogo, I was looking at today. It had something kind of similar. Yeah, but you're right, dude. That is fucking neat. They're fucking freakazoids out there. Yeah, that's... That's crazy. I need to... Uh... Oh, let me see. Oh, and dude, you know what? That's... Holy shit. I mean, seriously. So, you think about that girl from The Voice that got shot? Right. Yeah, it's fucking scary. I mean, I would be fucking scared if I was one of them out there with these fucking freakazoids. But that's a hell of a package, dude. 75 bucks. You get to hang on the bus after each show. You get to have a drink, tell stories, dance to some 90s dance tracks. And you also get a Cherry Bombs calendar, a Cherry Bombs t-shirt, koozie, drawstring bag, and take (laughs) – I love this. Time to take photos that will be sure to be this year's holidays greeting card. Your aunt will think it's adorable. How fucking great is that? (laughs) 75 bucks. That's well fucking worth it. Yeah. I mean, just for the merch alone. I mean, you go to a concert nowadays, a fucking uh, t-shirt as a con- the concerts are 40 bucks. So, I mean, that's well worth it. And yeah, she it's seems crazy. She seems like somebody like you definitely would want to hang out with and drink beer. <laughs> Oh, here, here, here's the here's the Indiegogo. I had it already pulled up. All right, so for five bucks, we just become friends. We'll follow you. <laughs> Look at that. Five bucks, and they'll follow you on either Instagram or Twitter. Your choice. Ten bucks, get a custom shout out on our Instagram, and Snapchat stories to you, thanking you for your donation. We'll also give you a follow. Twenty-five bucks is autographed eleven by fourteen group poster, and an autographed four by six of your favorite Cherry Bomb member. Uh, member, and we'll top it off with a handwritten thank you note because our moms taught us manners. <laughs> Fifty dollars is year-round badassery. Hang our asses on your wall year-round. Uh, or give it to your boss before you ask for a raise. Either way, you're a winner in our book. Oh, yeah, and pick a cherry bomb to send an autograph eight by ten of herself. Ding! Give me five bucks. Be the coolest cat in the room rocking your cherry bomb shirt with a cold one in hand. You'll also get an autograph month calendar. It's a win-win, duh. And each one of them gets everything before that. Hey. 
Right, exactly. Here's 80 bucks you get. Make your friends, coworkers, <laughs> douchey ex-girl or boyfriend jealous by staring, starring in your own photo shoot with the cherry bombs taken by a professional photographer. We'll send the image of your choice digitally for posting and printing. So we make the Christmas card this year. That's fucking, that's awesome. Oh. $150. 30 minutes in heaven. Ask us anything. Tell us your best dad jokes. Whatever blows up your skirt. Go for it. You'll get 30 minutes of QT, quality time, with us via Skype. So for once, that could be so fucking dangerous, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. $150 so they can show you their junk. <laughs> uh, $500. Bring a buddy, significant other, your mom, and see us on tour with Stone Sour and Steel Panther. Some dates may have a uh, man with a mission or bear tooth. Oh, okay. Check the schedule. Plus, get VIP meet and greet packages. Hang with us after the show on the tour bus. It's swag filled bag with goodies and memories your friends won't believe. $1,000. Let us take you and yours uh, on a dinner date before you're a featured guest during our show. Don't worry, you won't have to wear fishnets. Afterwards, we'll hang on the tour bus with the VIP swag bag and send you home with more memories than the iCloud account can handle. Uh, that's fucking great. $5,000. Ultimate package. We'll entertain you and up to 20 of your favorite friends with our full-length show featuring dance, aerial arts, fire arts, pole dancing, singing, and more. With this package, you'll be the most per- popular person on the block. You'll also get most of the other perks offered on this campaign, you bore you. Venue permitting. Travel not included. That's crazy. Wow. But she said they had 10%, 10%. Oh, they raised it. Flexible goal. Yeah. They're at 11 now. Yeah, I could have swore earlier though it was they were looking for ten thousand. Now it's twenty thousand. Oh, still damn, a lot of fucking money to be out there on tour, man. Yeah, damn. It's good stuff. So, uh, what what time is the next guest calling? Because I have uh, I have a story that I've been holding on to for a week. And I know I was, it's gonna blow your mind. Like, <laughs> I, I have to call Anton in 13 minutes. Ooh, I think we can do it. Let's go for okay. it. Okay. There's two parts to the story. Let me start with part one. There's a kid. His name is Jay Wan. His, uh, his online handle is Sinatra. Uh, the, apparently. 17-year-old Jay Wan just signed a $150,000 a year contract with NRG Esports to play the video game Overwatch competitively for them. Now, this is significant in many ways because 
his mom had to sign the contract because he was under 18. And this is going to blow your mind, Bay. The league minimum is $50,000 a year, and they got into a competitive bidding war for this kid, so he got three times the league minimum. But did you know that any of this existed? (laughs) I was just going to say that. Like, I'm fucking, like, I'm, I'm fucking, I don't know if I'm mortified or just flabbergasted. So, wait, there's a video game league that is paying people to fucking play? Like, I knew there was, like, football-type things like this, but... Right, okay, so what the article says here is that the high salary comes after a bidding war between NRG Sports and Cloud9. That means there's at least two companies that run these leagues. And what it is is the game allows players to be ranked by how good they are and how what they score and stuff like that. So there's a global ranking of people, and uh, people at the top of it, some of them, I guess, are playing professionally. There, I, there's so much more to this that I, that I want to read to you because it's just – they say he's considered – his name is Sinatra. That's his, like, online thing. He's considered one of the best North American players, um, and he was being recruited by almost a dozen prospective teams over the last – few months and this is only he this year he'll be competing in the North American Overwatch World Cup and their first match is November 3rd to the 4th and they're playing South Korea at BlizzardCon in Anaheim, California Uh, this whole fucking thing is is, I don't get it All right, so the second part of the story. On September 7th, Blizzard Entertainment unveiled the Blizzard Los Angeles, or the Blizzard Arena Los Angeles, a new esports arena in Burbank that'll house esports competitions for Overwatch, uh, Heroes of the Storm, World of Warcraft, stuff like that. Uh, the season one of Overwatch Contenders starts October 7th. Their Arena 6 now, where the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson used to be, and they currently have a deal with Disney to air the Heroes Global Championships on Disney XD. But here's the thing that's going to blow your mind. In the In the article it says, there's been a lot of comparisons between the Blizzard Arena and the Turner Broadcasting E-League Arena in Atlanta. <laughs> but this space is going to have three studios and over 50,000 square feet of a multi-use facility that teams are going to be allowed to come to for practices as well. Where's all this money coming from? <laughs> I have no idea, dude. Like, think of it, dude. We're now in a society where uh, a kid, a child, seventeen is, years old, is getting like how many years is this contract for? It just says per year. It doesn't say uh, any specific number of years. 
Okay, so he's going to at least get $150,000 to play a fucking video game. Yeah. To play other kids in a video game. And he's going to do it in an arena that was custom built for athletes like him. <laughs> athletes? Is, isn't these, is this like a virtual reality game? Or are you just sitting there? What no, are you doing? Dude, it's, it's PlayStation 4, uh, Windows, the Xbox One, but they're eSports athletes. <laughs> Next thing you know, this is going to be like an Olympic fucking sport. Dude, I bet you, like, yeah, no, like, I bet you they have their own, I mean, you saw it, it was a World Cup, and, and it was America versus South Korea. Yes, totally. I don't even know what to say. I'm actually fucking stunned. Like, I knew it would blow your mind, dude. 17 years old, multiple companies bidding at him. That's a good enough story in its own. But then when you start to hear that there's a league minimum of $50,000 a year, that means so many different things. First of all, that means there's a league, which means there's multiple teams. And how many people are how many people, people making... From fifty all the way to one hundred and fifty, all in between there. This whole you know what I mean? So fucked up. There's and I bet you they get people that come and watch the tournament, and I bet you they sell merch and a concession and all kinds of shit too. I I bet you like them them Fruit Loops on fucking YouTube who sit there and, uh, you know, uh, broadcast the video games and shit and talk over video games that are making millions of dollars, they're probably like fucking uh, referees or, you know what I mean, for these fucking leagues or something, or, or, or play-by-play people or something. Oh, that man, that'd be funny. I would but like I, to get one of these people on and to see what kind of uh, fan reaction it gets, like, is it really that big? I mean, it must be for for fucking Los Angeles and Atlanta to have their own arena. Dude, it's harder to get like people like that, these video game people or these YouTube celebrities. Like, it's harder to get them to come on the show than it is to get an Anton Williams who was in front of uh, millions of people's fucking right room for a dozen years. I, you know I, what I mean? Yeah. It's absurd. <laughs> we are in such a fucked up society and state of affairs. <laughs> we really are. I knew that would blow your mind, dude, because it's, it's, it's insane. There's people out there... See, this is why, like, I... I, I like... I, I I don't believe in the college system and stuff like that because there's people out there doing that are playing video games that are making like ten times more than people that are going through college. How many people are going through years and years of college and getting degrees and end up working retail or fast food or waiters and waitresses? You know what I mean? Like, and here is this fucking yeah, kid making one hundred fifty thousand years for playing uh, a video. You know what, though, dude, like, it's not that I disagree with you, but I do think you have to factor in, like, these dudes 
this dude is going to make this money for three or four years. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know that he's going to have a lifetime of, uh, you know what I mean, of playing, like, like, like even an NFL lifetime as far as his career is going to go. There are people that get, get degrees, and they may not make spectacular money, but $40,000 a year over 20 years is a lot of money compared to, you know what I mean, like there's a very short lifespan. And, like, what the fuck do you do after you run out of that or you don't play it anymore or you get fucking carpal tunnel or whatever? Like, what do you put on your resume? Well, you know what, though? Like, he... um. Like, he's, like, setting the groundwork, though, like, with a lot of, like, television stars where once you get that exposure, um, you know, how many of these people, they get onto a show for, you know, three, four, five years, and they now have it set where they can do other types of circuits, like, uh, you know, right. stuff like that. This dude will be able to do, because that's the new big thing now is video game conventions. Like, he'll be able to do that video game circuit. You know, and probably make a, a a pretty substantial living, probably for the rest of his life after this, because that's the way this world is going now with these uh, the video games. I mean, they're just growing and growing, and it's a whole true like industry. I mean, just look at YouTube. I'm just, no, I I totally do agree with you. I'm just saying, at conventions. There's the video game equivalent to Mark Hamill. And then there's the video game equivalent to Virgil. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, oh, yeah, totally. Not everybody's totally. going to have that level of, for an extended period of time. You know what I mean? Like, some of True. them will. Yeah. Some of them will be quote-unquote video game legends or, you know what I mean? Because who knows what the hell it's going to look like in the future. Yeah, who knows? I'm I scared. mean, can you comprehend where video games are going to go next? Because... They're already fast and crystal clear and almost human looking. You know what I mean? Dude, I still can't figure out and comprehend the fact that, uh, and I think you even said your daughter does this, that they'd rather watch, my daughter does this, she'd rather at times watch people play video games on YouTube than play the game herself. Oh, 100%, dude. She uh, came to me a couple years ago and was like, uh, I saw this game, Kingdom Hearts, online. It's cool. It's about, like, Disney and all this, and I want to get into it. And uh, I said, okay, and I got real excited, you know, because I'm a, I'm a video game guy, and it's a good series and stuff. So I got her her own system, and I got her, like, the first two games, and an extra awesome controller. And by the time I had it all set up, she was like, yeah, I'm just going to watch this online so I could watch the game. I just really like watching the story and the funny things they say. That's my daughter. It's like just a total waste. You know what Dude, I mean? Your daughter and my daughter would fucking hang out and, and just talk for days on end. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but do, do your daughters like really lame rock, too? They're, they're not as much music. They're not nowhere now. All this kid talks about is, like, Black Veil Bride, Motionless in White, Andy Black, Shadows Fall. Like, so all these bands I've never heard of. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're the, the hot bands of today. Yeah, I guess, man. I, I just, uh, they don't play them on the radio. 
Like, <laughs> I guess I'm old, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, too funny. But you are old, my friend. Funny. I so, guess, right, man, you know what I was going to say, let's, uh, let's take a commercial break and let me, um, let me get Anton on the line and take it from there. Sounds good. All right, well, everybody stay tuned. We'll be right back in a couple minutes. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message is brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. All right, welcome back to the Gym Radio. So, uh, so Nick, I, I don't know where Jenny is. Jenny's on there, but I don't know. Yeah. He's on, yeah. I'm here. Oh, all right. 
So, uh, so here he is. Like, I, I get excited when we get to have this person on the show, and uh, it's always an honor. And let's welcome him back, the one and only Mr. Anson Williams. Anson, welcome back to Toad Germ Radio, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me back. It's always a great time. Absolutely. And uh, this time, I mean, last time we had a lot of fun. We talked about your cook, cookbook that you did. And um, this time when I got the email, I was telling you, and I had you on, a, on hold, like, this is like a serious issue. And when I was reading through it, I was like blown away because I know firsthand about this issue. And uh, it's drowsy driving. And I, I've actually crashed two cars um, from falling behind a wheel. So I, it's a scary situation. And when I got the email, I was reading, I was like, oh, not only do I get to talk to Anson, but we get to talk about something that's huge and important. And yes, and I'm glad you're like talking about this and raising awareness about it. But you also have a thing to help cure this, too. So let's yes. talk about it. Well, it's, thanks. And thanks so much for having me on because, you know, I can't do this myself. It's got to be a collaboration with lots, lots of, of very talented people like yourself. Because I guarantee you, someone is someone's life's going to be saved because they're listening to your show, and you're using your platform in such an important, positive way. Positive way. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And the way I got involved with drowsy driving was just like you. Years ago, I was directing a um, a television show called Slap Maxwell with Dabney <laughs> Coleman. And it was in the local desert part of California, right outside of L.A. Hot day, exhausting. I'm, I'm driving back, and I blacked out. I fell asleep at the wheel, and I ended up bouncing around in the desert. And I almost killed myself. Uh, and, you know, it, I was just, you know, scared the heck out of me. And uh, I called my uncle. He's actually my second cousin, but I've called him uncle since I was born. And that's a very famous doctor by the name of Dr. Henry Heimlich who created the Heimlich Maneuver. And I was blown Hank, that. And, well, and I'm just so lucky to have a man like that in my life, or was in my life. He passed away last December. But, uh, but oh, sorry. He's, he's an expert on how the body helps the body, sensory connection and all that. And he told me to keep, cut up lemons in the car. Whenever you felt drowsy, Bite in the lemon hard, he said, the liquid, which is citric acid and sour lemon, will hit the lingual nerve on top of your tongue. And the automatic bodily reaction is adrenaline. So you're up, you're alert instantly, nothing in your system. It's a reflex reaction of adrenaline in your system. So I did that. For years, I would have uh, cut up lemons in the car. I never had the problem again. And then, as you know, through the years, I, I, not only was I in the entertainment business, I went into the product business, and we developed a lot, of, a lot of self-help products, and we were researching drowsy driving, and I had n- no idea how catastrophic this is. Do you realize in two t- 2012, the National Sleep Institute did a study, very detailed study. Back then, there were over 168 million drowsy drivers a year. 168 million a year. One out of five admit to falling asleep, so you know it's real. So you know it's more. One out of five accidents they know at least are caused by drowsy driving. $12 billion in damage. More deaths and tragedies and accidents than drunk driving and medicated driving combined. Combined. 
That's even scary. More fatalities, more fatalities, and and the and the average, the 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 percentage, the higher percentage of fatalities are 18 to 25 years old. College kids do not come home to their families. Fathers die, mothers die, families are being torn apart. This is catastrophic, man. And I called up Henry, Dr. Heimlich, and I said, I have this crazy idea, but I, I, if it works, my God, it, it would, it, I think we could save so many lives. He said, what is it? I said, what if we get the right amount of citric acid and we get the right amount of, nat- right amount of natural sour lemon, water, a little bit of preservative, and put it into a spray drop where you just can spray the drop right on top of the tongue, right on top of the nerve. Quote, he said, oh, my God, absolutely. He said, not only will it work better than a lemon, he said, you will save thousands of more lives than, than the Heimlich Maneuver. Please, absolutely do it. So we did it. We spent two years, even though it sounds simple, to get just the right combinations of this very natural product, uh, with subject groups, this and that, and it's done. It's called Alert Drops. Alert Drops. It, it, it has been available for eight weeks. In these, in these eight weeks, if you go to alertdrops.com, you can read the testimonials and the lives saved already. We have been honored by the United States Congress. We've been honored, honored by the California State Senate. We've been honored by the city of Los Angeles. But that's minor to people are alive or have not been in tragic situations in the last eight weeks because of this product. And Dr. Heimlich's brilliance of understanding how the body helps the body. Naturally, no caffeine, no stimulants, nothing in your system. Instantly makes you alert. Instantly gives you clarity to get off the road and save your life. So I can't can't thank you enough for allowing me to spread the word because I I, I don't think I've been as passionate about anything other than my family in my life. Yeah, this is like... um... These drops, I, I mean, the, the big thing now is that, you know, like these whole five-hour energy things and all. And That's phony. That, that, that's, not, that, that's not even that, – that's, I don't even know. That, that's like whatever. This is, this is, this is science. By right. the way, this has been proven and proven. If you go to our website, alertjobs.com, MIT did studies. I mean, there's such, there's such old science of how citric acid along with sour lemon hitting the lingual nerve and the reflex reaction. I mean, it's very, very old science. All we did was take Dr. Heimlich's knowledge and put it in a very practical, easy way of delivering it to your tongue to save your life. Five-hour energy, all this other stuff, that, that, we're not energy at all. We're life-saving. Five-hour exactly. five energy is just a market. It's, it's a marketing whatever for a product that isn't good for you that has already been banned from construction sites all over the country because of the damage it's done. Um, we're not an energy product. We're a life-saving product. We're something that where the body can help the body, and, the, and your, your own body wakes you up, makes you alert, and saves your life. Wow. Yeah, it's huge, nothing, man. And by, the way, and by the way, nothing else, and I'll tell you that there is not another product in the world that works. We're the only one because we're the only one that, that it has the knowledgeable science behind it. Now, if you don't want to get the alert drops and you just want to have lemons in your car, cut up some lemons, keep them in the car. The other taste, there's, a, there's one other taste that works with the nerve, and that's super hot pepper. So if you, if you bite into jalapeno pepper, as we know, that'll wake you up. 
and it's but, but the, and it's it's an immediate you know dose of adrenaline, but it's a little bit of overkill. And we found that it's much more civilized to use the citric acid and the sour lemon uh, to get the job done. But if you just want to have some protection in the car, have either hot peppers or, or cut up lemons in your car. Now, is this only available on the website? Is this going to be in stores at some point, or it, it will be? It will be in stores eventually. But right now, we're um, at AlertShops.com, and we're also really, really big on Amazon. <laughs> and on Amazon, you have there's a lot there's there's and we tr- we make it very reasonable we, and we make sure it's free shipping. We make sure that it's it's you know that it's that it's very available for for everybody. On on Amazon, there's a lot of options. You can get six packs, three packs, two packs, one singles. You know, on the website, uh, you can get uh, uh, you you can get uh, 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 like uh, a few other options. So you either but go to alertjobs.com to get all the information about the seriousness of drowsy driving, uh, see the awards that we've already received uh, from, from, the, from, the, from the Congress and from the State Senate and from the City of L.A., and uh, also read the Dr. Heimlich story, and then you can read about why the product works, how the product works, the science behind it, and then you can, uh, you can either purchase it there or you can go to Amazon and purchase it. But it's just very, very important. I, I'm just, I cannot stand seeing families torn apart anymore unnecessarily. This is something we can stop right now. And, you know, I can't stand going to Google image and you put in, you know, f- families killed by uh, drowsy driving, kids killed by drowsy driving. These images come up and it tears your heart out. You cry. Unneeded. Doesn't have to happen. This is one thing in the crazy world today with everything going on where people feel little control we have control of this we can we can move forward in a very positive way save your own family's lives save your friends lives we can stop drowsy driving and it's a very simple simple natural way to do it all inspired by dr heimlich even though he passed away last december 17th he is saving lives every day from choking and now he's saving lives every day from killing yourself driving drowsy wow so, so with this, you just uh, is it like one or two sprays, and and that's yeah. it, or one one spray on the tongue. And we found an average from everyone's different in terms of their own system, but on an average, one spray whoop, keeps you darn alert for from for a half hour to an hour. Oh, cow! Wow. Yeah, well, it's your own, you know, it's, it's just like when you know, it's it's almost like it's a, you know when you're. You almost hit a car. So you feel that adrenaline rush, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're. Up. I mean, it's 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 you know, it's a reflex reaction of adrenaline. So it's very powerful in terms of like waking your body up. Wow. Yeah, and isn't isn't it so cool that you don't have stimulants, you don't have caffeine, nothing in your system. You can go home, you can go to sleep naturally. Nothing there to 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 like do any bodily harm. Right. And um, and then people tell me, they say, well, well, I just stop and get a cup of coffee. Well, that's fine. But first of all, it t- any kind of caffeine takes 20 minutes to take effect. 20 right. minutes, which is forever when you're drowsy. And also, you need a lot of it. You've got to keep drinking it. And what that does, it makes you jittery. Jittery, not that focused, really. I mean, you're, you're, you might be awake, but you're, you're kind of shaking and kind of, you know, 
not totally controlled, and it screws up your sleep pattern. So, you know, it's like it's it's a, it's just a merry-go-round of continual exhaustion because eventually you're just you're, you're just going to be an engine without oil. You know, it doesn't solve the problem, and that's nothing. Yeah. This is the first first product that solves the problem because of Dr. Heimlich, the only product, and that's why every year drowsy driving has gone up and up and up and up, and the tragedies have gone up and up and up because nothing has worked till now. Every car in this country, every responsible person, every responsible parent should have this in their purse, in their car, in their pocket. Oh, my gosh, you have kids driving? You darn well make sure they have it in the car. It's your responsibility. It is a life-saving product. Yeah, that's what I was saying uh, about the whole five-hour energy thing. The the last time I had uh, had one of this happen to me was like eight years ago, nine years ago, um, and I knew I was something was going to happen, and I stopped. And I don't drink coffee, so I stopped. It was like in the middle of the night. I was actually coming home from my band was playing, and I stopped at a convenience store and I grabbed. this. said, "Let me get one of these five-hour energy things so I can get home." And Five minutes later, I was off the road and crashed. So them things do not work at all. <laughs> so it's well, you know, I mean, there's. I, I don't want to knock people's products, but look into the history of that, and you'll see. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it, yeah that the, the, a five-hour energy is not is not it's not a product from the heart or from any kind of intelligence to help you in any way. It's a product to sell product, right. and. You know, and, and more, and more the, well, you know, the problems that have come out of those, pro, of those products are incredible. Mm-hmm. They're bad for you. But more than anything, I don't even care about that. It's not going to save your life. You know, it's, it's just, it's, it, you know, alert drops is as simple as the Heimlich maneuver for choking. You know, he knew, yeah. you know, press here, air, pops out the... Uh, Pops out the you know the the piece of meat that that, that could kill you. Here, the, you know a spray on the tongue of the lingual nerve will cause will create adrenaline, make you alert and save your life. It's the same simplicity. You know, there's nothing there to harm you. There's nothing there. It's just a very intelligent man that knows the sensory connection of tongue and brain. You know, it's science. It's 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 you know, there's nothing there to manipulate. It's not a phony spin of you know I, I can't even believe they got away with five hour energy i mean that that's almost a clinical claim yeah, yeah right you know right. And, and think about energy you're going to drink that and you're going to get you're going to get energy that's not how you get energy <laughs> and 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 as far as as far as alert drops it's you won't you do not get energy from alert drops it's not there for energy mm-hmm. it's there for alertness it's there for a hit of adrenaline to be able to make you clear not kill yourself and get off the road before you do. Wow, this is a uh, yeah. this this is a uh, this is amazing. It really is. It's very it's 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 very it's 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 honestly that's why I, I, I it's funny I I was telling my family I said you know I, I've been lucky in life you know started with nothing and went out there and whatever lucked out and got into show luck, happy days, and got behind the camera, and was able to direct, and was able to become an entrepreneur. But I really believe everything led up to this. Everything led up to this. I mean, the odds of that happening for me were, like, very small. 
And then the odds of having someone like Dr. Heimlich in your family, what are the odds right. of that? Combine, right. the, combine the two, combine the two, and then, you, you know, there's something more here. And I'll tell you, when you, when you know that someone didn't kill themselves or didn't maim themselves because of, because of being part of a product like Alert Drops, like moving forward, that means so much more than any television show or any hit record or any. It's 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 a humbling, quiet. It's a quiet thing experience. Of wow, and that's why I thank you right now. You're doing the same thing right now. All your hard work, all the years of sacrifice for you to be able to have this national radio show right now, and for you to be able to 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 be able to communicate to your audience this life saving, you know, product. I mean that you should feel so proud that you're able to, 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 to bring that attention to something that's going to help so many people that are, that, that are your listeners. Now, when you were like, um, starting to put, like, uh, put this all together and um, like doing research on the whole drowsy driving thing, how blown away were you by the statistics? I mean, when you, it's one thing hearing it, but when you actually see it on paper in front of your eyes, it, it, it's mind-blowing. Oh, it, it was it, – no, I – when it all started and I started researching, and it, you know, having have gone – you know, I, it's so funny because, you know, I, I didn't I, – I, I took the, the cut-up lemons and all this just for my own life. And, oh, this is great. I really didn't know just how catastrophic the problem was until getting in the product business and looking – you know, trying to find problem solvers. And one day I just happened to look this up. And I was blown when I saw those statistics, and I started really digging deep. I, I was I was absolutely blown away. I mean, people are so scared about drunk drivers, so scared about medications, so scared about terrorism, and it's all bad. No one mentions drowsy driving. <laughs> it's worse than all. It, it's it's causing more deaths than any of the three in our country. <laughs> I'm going, it's like this. It's like this silent killer. It really is. And that's is. when it hit me. I, I went and I thought, and I just, it just hit me instantly. We we can stop. We can stop this. We can stop this. Oh my God! Why can't we take that lemon? Why can't we? Why can't we do a spray drop? And if it's the lingual nerve, why can't we just get a, a spray drop? Find put it on there and and solve this sucker. And sure right. enough, that's what happened. Wow. So alert you drops. You would not have crashed two cars. Yeah, I, I, I wish you would have saved my two cars. And thankfully, I didn't hurt myself. Yeah, or we would have. It's so funny. Loretta Sweat went public. You remember she, she was on NASH? Yeah, um, yeah. Years ago. She, it's, uh, her, she, she, um, she got a couple of samples. And she happened to give one, she gave one to one of her best friends. And her best friend, he said his life was saved by having the drops. He had this, he was exhausted, had this three-hour drive. And she went public saying it saved his life. Oh, wow. You know, Ron, Ron, Howard, is, Ron Howard has backed me on this, promoted it. Donnie Most, Marion Ross. I mean, I mean, there's just so many wonderful, well-known people that are going out of their way to, to, not promote, but to make people aware of alert drops because they know 
yeah. people's lives will be saved. You know, it's not a cute, this is not a cute product. It's not, it's not another skin cream. It's not another, you know, it's, it's not, it, it, this is something, it stands alone like the high milk maneuver. It stands alone. This is a life-saving product. And not only for drivers, by the way, we find um, there's been a lot of success. People have been uh, 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 purchasing it for their ambulance companies, for their EMTs, uh, oh, wow. doctors, nurses, uh, construction sites. You know, construction sites now, uh, they're not allowed to um, – union construction sites are not allowed to have these, this energy stuff on, on the construction site. It's done so much damage. But they're using alert drops now. And um, late-night workers – um, any any kind of profession, any where you need to be alert and clear, it's very very effective. It helps students in classrooms in ter- in, for concentration. I mean that's all sideline benefits. You know, any time you need to be alert, it's there for you. Yes, I, I mean that's that's a big thing too. Like it's it's not just uh, can be used for drowsy driving. I mean it's got all these other, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's yeah. wow, yeah. Yeah, um, we're, we're, uh, yeah, we're, you know, I mean, a lot of times, you know, you're, you're exhausted. It's a, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're framing a house. You're on top of a, a, a roofing company. I can't bought bought uh, bought it for their their whole their whole company, right? Because roofers are on they're 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 on top, they're twenty feet up, you know, plus. So you know, it's it, it they they bought it to protect their employees. Hell, when you're doing a talk show and, and you need to stay awake. <laughs> if you, right, there you go. <laughs> that's it can be used at any anyway, time. What's that? It can be used at any time. That's right. There you go. I'm getting bored. Anson's talking too much. Take a shot of alert drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Never, never, never. <laughs> But uh, wow. but we can but honestly together we can stop this and everyone listening please God go to alertjobs.com educate yourself at the very least cut up some lemons keep them in the car for your kids for your husband so if they are feeling drowsy you know it, it, you know it will instantly make them alert and you will you you will save a lot of a lot of tragedies wow that's awesome great work Anton. Great work. It's not just me, you know. It's not just me, but I, I just I feel very privileged and fortunate to be able to, to put it out there, put the word out there, and and God's grace, I was able to to be able to learn learn this this this, this part of the business world and be able to and be able to, to to get it out there, you know. So, you know, it's it's I'm just I'm just I'm just the uh, you know kind of like. The, the the person here to to, to communicate and hopefully uh, you know people will listen and, and and you know be responsible and 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 take action. Hey, that, at least somebody was is able to do it, and I'm glad it's you. Yeah, and you know, and hey, you know, we're all in the cars, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're all in the car. We're all. I mean, this is it's like. The other thing is too, you know, in, in, you know, in, in race car drivers. All, all. I mean, this is it's it would it's just you know it's perfect for anybody, the, you know that especially in, you know in, in in the car arena, you know. Big time. 
that would be something for like uh, to go around to uh, you know like car shows and stuff. Hey, like how many of these people are out there all the time driving and stuff like that? Truck drivers. You bet. You bet. You bet. Absolutely. Alert drivers. How cool stock- is it for race car drivers? How cool would it be for race car drivers? Yeah. They go into the pit. They need, you know. I mean, it'd be incredibly positive for them. That'd be perfect for them. Quick spray, yeah, and boom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But more importantly, it's for it's for, it's for families. Families, you know, really, there's so many good people out there that don't deserve this this kind of tragedy. They just don't deserve their family being torn apart from something that's so preventable. It's just so preventable, you know, you know, and what's what's different than drunk driving or medicated driving. A lot of people, they don't realize they're tired. They don't realize how many hours they've worked. They're good people. They, They haven't done anything wrong at all. They're just exhausted and they don't realize how exhausted they are. And then if, and when they feel it, we can stop it. And, very, and good, good people will not have unnecessary tragedies, you know, happen that just make, just, it, it just tear so many people apart unnecessarily. Just, and that's what's wonderful. That's such the positive thing with, with Dr. Heimlich and his inspiration. It's, everything's a positive. Everything's prevention. Everything is, is a natural way to move forward and stop, you know, and stop tragedies. You know, I wouldn't have known about this. I wouldn't have known about sensory connection of tongue and brain, the lingual nerve. What do I? I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. But I'm fortunate enough to have to have had an uncle who does have the knowledge and and get, and was was unselfish enough to give it to me and save my life. By the way, you know, my life was saved many times now because because of his because of his brilliance, knowledge, and having cut up lemons in the car. In fact. Dr. Heimlich passed away last December 17th. Two weeks before I had my last conversation, he's, he was 96 years old and a little, you know, a little bit of dementia at the time. But he did say before we ended the call, are you getting, are you getting those drop things? Are you getting them out there? Very important, he said. Please get them out to everyone. You will and he reiterated you will save more lives in the Heimlich maneuver. You will save thousands of more lives. And his whole, his, his philosophy of living was, was, was powerful. He really felt that we all, he knew we all die. We're all going to die. He said it's paramount that we leave something powerly, powerfully positive behind that doesn't die. And wow. look what he's done. I mean, look what he's done. He, yeah. he passed away last December. I know for a fact people's lives were saved today because of the Heimlich maneuver. He lives through saving lives today, and more lives were saved today because of alert drops because of Dr. Heimlich. He lives today by saving lives today. What a legacy this man had! So this is also echoing him forward, pushing it forward. You know, by you know his you know his life was dedicated to life itself. Yeah, I mean, his name will truly live on forever for saving lives. Yes, 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 yes. But he's going to say, but and he and he, he saves lives and he, he's he's saving lives in, in, in numerous ways. Yeah, 
But, um, but you know, the most popular is the Heimlich Maneuver, and now the next is going to be Alert Drops. And like he said, you know, more, you know, more people drive than choke. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is true. <laughs> yeah, he told he told me that. <laughs> oh boy. Well, so uh, anyway, you know, but but anyway, I, I'm sorry to go on and on and on. I'm well, just passionate right. about it, and I, I and I know what this can do. I know how much help it can it, 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 it can be to to save unnecessary problems for families. Yeah, I mean. How many times do you are you out there driving and you know like you see accidents and all and uh, an accident at any moment at any second can change uh, you know a person or family's life forever and it could be prevented by this. Oh. Well, yeah. Well, think of your think of your two situations. Yeah. You know, you walked away from it, but what what if something happened? You know, what if, right? Right. Scary. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, but 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 being proactive is everything. You know, you know, paying it forward is everything. You know, we don't want other people to crash their cars. They don't have to crash their cars. And the real tragedy is when you see, you know, all these fatalities. A lot of them, you know, aren't from the driver. They're from the receiver. You know, a drowsy driver hits an innocent car. You know, so, you know. We can, but we can stop it. You know, we can just like we can stop people from choking to death. We can stop people from drowsy driving and and you know and, and getting and, and stop them from catastrophic situations. We can do that. Just go to alert. Just you know, alert drops. Go to alertdrops.com. Educate yourself, and never ever ever have the problem again. We you know, and we can. We, 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 not we can, we are, we're stopping it every day. It's funny, even um, a few weeks ago, there was a big um, event, uh, Drowsy Driving Awareness Day, and they used Pacific Coast Highway, the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department and the LA Fire Department used Pacific Coast Highway, which is uh, in California, most lethal highway in the world um, for deaths. At stoplights, they were handing out, um, you know, information about drowsy driving, and they were handing out an alert drops to the drivers. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, and, um, um, I mean, that's how, that's how important it is. And it's, it's huge. Huge. Yeah, it is huge. It, it, it's huge. It's huge. Uh, it's, it's, I, I'm, we're going into more dramatic a dramatic, kind of a dramatic kind of tone for your program. I'm sorry, but it's important. <laughs> it's a very dramatic tone here, but I'm, but it's important. That's the bottom line. It is important. So. Yep. Yep. Well, I, uh, something too I wanted to ask you about, um, which was a huge, uh, huge happening in the world. That uh, you know, since the last time we talked, was uh, we lost uh, Aaron Moran. We did. Interesting. That was that was uh you know that was just what was tragic about it was that you know it didn't it didn't have to happen if if she would have had the proper upbringing like most kids are supposed to have she had a horrific upbringing with her family i won't get into the details but she did not get a fair shot she did not yeah. get a fair shot she did not get the needs of a young child from her family 
And here, and here was this young, young woman, talented, that just brought light. to. She, she came into a room, she brought light. She just was right. touched, positive light. And yet it was taken away in her life. And, uh, and I felt really, really, uh, God, what would be the word? Just, just, um, I don't even have the, I mean, it's, it, I don't even think I have the word to define what I felt, but because I was, you know, when, when we did happy days, the first pilot, um, didn't have Fonzie in it, didn't have Ralph in it. It had Joni right. in it, and it had Mr. C, and it had Mr. C, but Tom Bosley wasn't in it. Someone else played Joni, not Aaron. Oh, I wow. was in it, Aaron was in it, and Ron was in it. But it didn't sell. A year later, they decided to do a second pilot with the, with the success of uh, American Graffiti in Greece and all that. So um, at the time, when they said we're going to do a second pilot, I was up in Northern California shooting a film called Lisa Bright and Dark, with Kay Lenz and this wonderful young actress was playing her sister, her young sister. And her name was Erin Moran. And when I came back to LA and we were discussing the pilot, they were still casting Joni. And I brought up Erin. I, I said, I just, you know, I had just done this movie and Erin was great, blah, blah, blah. So they brought her in to read and she got the part. Wow. So, yeah, I, so, you know, so, so through the years, um, you know, I saw Aaron had just tremendous, just tremendous problems that comes from not being loved and not having just your proper foundation as a human being. Right. But then she married a wonderful guy named Steve, and she was, get, she was really, really straightening out and, and, and really, really moving forward. And, you know, I, 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 I got the word that she had cancer, throat cancer. Uh, and um, she couldn't talk, but we texted. And okay. from the text, I thought that she's going to beat this thing. You know, she is going to beat, she's going to beat this. Right. And then, um, you know, it didn't happen. And, 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 but not many people know. Uh, Steve uh, talked to me. Uh, it was one day Aaron was watching TV and they needed a few things at the store. So he said, I'll be back. He went to the store to pick up the few things. He came back and the television is going, but you know, Aaron was like just rest sleeping and he decided to just lay down next to her and held her hand. And he woke up an hour later and she had passed peacefully, peacefully. And, and boy, I'm crying now. Crying now, just thinking about it because Sorry. it didn't. What anyway? Um, um, and that's what happened. So um, again, the best of her is is on TV every day. They, they can see the light of Erin in, in films she's done since she was a little kid. She was in Dark Tari, Happy Days. You know, Joni loves Chachi. She's there forever. That light is there forever. Yep. You know, on, on celluloid, but um, but it's just tragic that someone so wonderful had to pass on because of the lack of of the needs of a kid, of a child. And if anything, right. I can tell that that audience out there, you know, love your children. You know, I don't care if you, you, you know, movie stardom and 
huge amounts of money and, and, oh, my God, my kid's a doctor, my kid's are this. None of that means anything if they haven't had the proper upbringing as a human being, if they don't have the right, you know, balance. You know, you, the number one thing is your kids have to love themselves. Right. They have to feel worthwhile. They have to feel worthwhile. You cannot make kids feel worthless. And, and, and because no amount, of, no amount of adulation will cure that. It'll put a Band-Aid on it, but it won't cure that. So please, you know, you ha- be a responsible parent and yeah. nurture your children and, 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 and do everything you can to let them be all they can be. You know, it's your responsibility as a parent. You've got to be selfless as a parent, selfless. You, yep. know, you have a kid, oh, doesn't matter. That's your responsibility now. You're secondary. You're second to that child. You make sure that child has its needs to be full-bodied and a productive and happy individual. Yep. Well said. Yeah. One, but then one it's other... funny because um, – I'm sorry? I was going to say one other quick Happy Days question before I forget. Um, sure. On our, on our network, um, one of our other show hosts wanted me to ask you what your favorite Happy Days episode was, your personal favorite. It, it's, 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 it's an odd episode, but I, you know, I think one of the most talented actors ever, especially comedic, is, is Donnie Most. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, the episode – I never laughed so hard in my life when he when he messed up Fonzie's motorcycle. <laughs> Remember that episode? Of course. That's my favorite episode. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know why? Because it, it, it's my favorite episode because it entertained me so damn much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now now I feel better because now I got you to laugh and smile. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm I'm, just, I'm okay. I'm done with the other stuff. I'm done. Okay. Yeah, I, I felt bad. I was starting to make you cry. I felt bad. <laughs> well, I did. Well, you brought back. It, well, you know, you would too. You'd cry too. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. But what's so? But you know what's great though, Marion Ross, who's 89 years old now. Um. Almost, she's almost 89 years old. I think she's a month away. Um, she called up. She goes, I'm so sick of hearing all this stuff about, oh, sadness and Aaron. I want to celebrate her life. She put together a party, a very small party. Ron Howard was there. I was there. Scott Bayer was there. A few other people were there. She had a party at her house to celebrate Aaron. Of all the great, of all the great things she did, of all the joy she brought to the world, so we had a party of celebration, awesome. tears of joy, tears of uh, all the positiveness, not the negativeness, and that meant everything. It was a That's wonderful, great. wonderful evening. And I think it's so funny. Someone took um, an iPhone picture, and I guess it, and it went all over the place. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Can I, I want to meet Marion Ross and just give her a hug because she is like, the, you know, growing up watching Happy Days, she was like the secondary mom. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I just want to give her a moment. Oh, yeah. Hug. The most positive person ever. I mean, if, here she is, like a month away from 89 years old, self sufficient, 
beautiful person. I mean, just just amazing energy and just an amazing, amazing person and talented. Oh my God, you know what? A, just just a just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful you know, friend. That is awesome. Nice. Okay, so uh, alert drops. Alertdrops.com. Everybody can go there, or they can look for them on Amazon.com, which is yep. huge. The, the important thing about going to alertdrops.com is just to get educated on the problem, you know, and, and, and just so you, you know more, you know, just so you right. know more. Whether, whether you want alert drops or not, you've got to go there, and you, you've got to educate yourself because, and again, anyone listening, it doesn't matter if you're a parent, or if, if, you, you know, if you're, if you're 18 and you're listening, if you're 16 years old and you're listening, you know, anyone, you know, listen and then, and then, and, and pay it forward, man. Tell your yeah. friends about it. Tell your family about it. Take responsibility. I mean, my God, you know, a few simple words can be such a positive, positive you know, effect for, 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 for stopping unnecessary tragedies. And that's the only, you know, honestly, and this, you know, it's a very, and you know, it's a very greedy world now. It's an incredibly greedy world. It's very, very hard to get positiveness out there. It's very hard to get something out there that is really important, that can really, really have a positive effect on on your daily life. You know, you know, it's just, it's just a very, it's a competitive world to get to, to, to be able to get the media and whatever, you know, Unless you're Kim Kardashian, you know, with with a with a bra slip, you know. Ooh, look at you know. I mean, that's that's where we are today, you know, and that will override anything that actually is life saving. So it's up to us. It's up to us. It's up to us to to pay forward, you know, um, the knowledge of what's going to really help people's lives. It's up to us to do it. Absolutely. Let's spread that word. Let's make people aware. Yes, absolutely. Very, very. Imp- it's very important. Life, you know, honestly, life is short enough, man. It's a blip. It is. Life's a blip. Close your eyes, and it's a, it's a decade later. You know. So what's important is to live it to the fullest while we have it. You know, and you know, and 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 to unnecessarily lose it—that's a tragedy too. So come on, we can stop. And the one thing we can stop. We can stop drowsy driving. Dr. Heimlich stopped people from choking to death. Stopped it. You know, he, and, and there's some very, very important, famous people that would not be here now if it wasn't for Dr. Heimlich, because they would have choked on their, you know, on their chicken strip or whatever. You know, right. and he's doing the same now. He's doing the same now with alert drops. We're gonna save. We're gonna save. And thank you for putting me on here. We're gonna together. We're gonna save so many unnecessary tragedies. Awesome. It is awesome. Absolutely. Well, Anton, thank you so much again for uh, for coming back on, and uh, it was an honor to always talk to you and help spread the word and make people aware and um, to educate them. Well, thank. Well, you know, it wouldn't happen without you. So, you know, thank thanks for the, thanks. Thank you so much for you know giving me the opportunity and and for sharing the information and and together we're you know together we're right. Just tonight, just now, I know that we're we're helping we're helping a lot of people out there, and I want to thank you for that the opportunity. Absolutely, my airways are always open to you. You know that. I appreciate that so much. 
Well, thank you. Anton, take care and uh, look forward to talking again soon in the future. Yes, we will. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, there he goes. The one and only Mr. Anson Williams. Uh, Alert Drops. Alertdrops.com. Go there. Learn more. Get educated. Get all the details. It's huge. You you can get the drops right there. Go to Amazon.com. Either or. I feel bad when he started crying. I really felt bad. Yeah, that was nuts. Like he, I mean, he like he was talking about her final moment. So you know what yeah. I mean. Like that was pretty significant. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, here's uh, you know, Joni Cunningham, Aaron Morant, you know, somebody that everybody knows and loves, but that right there shows you the difference between us being on this side of the the TV screen, knowing and loving her, and uh, you know, Anson or or Ron Howard or Donnie Moe's being on that other side of the screen working with her and knowing her. You know what I mean? It, that shows you right there the big difference. Oh, absolutely, man. Wow. It's just, yeah. It, I, I, you know you're going to get nominated for a totally driven moment of the year now, right? Oh, boy. I, I, Come on, you made Posse cry. <laughs> Yo, it... <laughs> Here, here was my day. I was shot down by Joan London in the morning, and I made Potsy cry in the evening. Fucking incredible! That <laughs> makes it all worth it. <laughs> oh boy! Sometimes you just got to say life is beautiful, right? <laughs> oh so, boy! All I'm saying is there are there are at least two good clips that TMZ would use in that interview. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want to get the name out there? They have, what, 3 million viewers per episode? I, I would love to be one of them people on uh, on TMZ where... um. You know, they they just sit around and talk shit. <laughs> they look like they have so much fun. They must do something else, but I can't figure out what it is if they're not out there with the camera. Yeah. Some of them are, but most of that crew are not. <laughs> now, could you do that job? Could you be out there with the camera? Because you're, you're a photography guy. See, Could you be a that. fucking paparazzi? No. No? No. I, 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 I wouldn't feel right. I would feel... Um, like a human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the best way to put it. I would totally feel human. I think I could totally do it. Uh, yeah, I could see yelling you. shit at celebrities, you know, to get their attention. You know what I mean? Hillary Duff, have you always been this ugly? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> just fucking, oh, man. I think I could do it. I, I don't have a problem invading people's privacy. 
<laughs> See, I, I don't I, think so. Hopefully, I wouldn't get my ass kicked too much. Follow that like Marilyn Manson shirt drama. You know, I saw a post about it, but I, I didn't know what the frig it was. And for, before you can even get even further about Justin Bieber, what the hell was he supposed to be on that uh, telethon thing the other night? <laughs> no, him and Dennis Quaid look like the two biggest assholes there. Like I said it online, they look like they were going to go to a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament afterwards. Like. Little fucking kids. He <laughs> looked ridiculous. With like the bandana and shit. Yeah. Just a total douche. I look at Justin Bieber, dude, and I'm just like, there's nothing good about you. You know what I mean? Like, just fuck him. And uh, what's he like? All religious now? I guess. I, I I guess that's you know what he's trying now to stay relevant. Wow. I read an interview with Marilyn Manson, and he said when they met, he wouldn't stop fucking touching it. Like he had his hands on him the whole time. Really? Yeah, he had that's to tell him like, step back, dude. That's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see you next week when Kristen comes back, but I could almost guarantee you that she was... Oh, that was a whole other thing this week, huh? Yeah. <laughs> And you know the thing is, you just look at James Woods and you're like, yeah, I believe that. No, oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, she said that she said, yo, I'm 16. And he was like, even better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, yep, I can totally picture that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I, I didn't, like, Second guess it or doubt it for a millisecond. <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> Kristen just sent me a message like half hour ago. She just got out of the thing that she was at. Oh wow! And I, I don't know what's going to go on because she said she's going to show update me for next week, but she's working for a new agency now, and her hours are crazy. Uh, I think we all need to be working for that agency thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> trying to think. We're about to go off the air. So we're, <laughs> we might as well save our thing again. Yeah. That'll give you a chance to do more than one song. Yeah, like, I am so, like, the one I, I know without a doubt, like, 
whenever I hear the song, I always say to myself, like, it's just me. No, it's crazy because when I brought it up, you were you were hyped about it. You were like, yes, we can do this. Yes, I got a list. And then, like, the longer it's taken, the more you've just taken stuff off that list. <laughs> you know why? Because... I've done them. I've done like lists like these for other people where, I like, like my sister, I put together a whole two-hour thing, and it was a lot easier. I'm finding doing it for somebody else than myself. Oh, I got you. But it makes the conversation better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to know um, something that's a bummer? Um, remember, I guess it was, it was probably at least a year ago, maybe longer. Uh, we had the one comic book artist on, uh, Sal Oteri, Otero. He did, uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's going through, he's going through like major health issues and he was, he had had like a lot of, like when I met him, he was, he had like a major heart surgery before that and he's had some more issues really? throughout. Yeah, dude. Like, um, uh, more worse health issues going on, and he he like made the announcement recently like he can't even do conventions anymore now because I guess he just he I don't know if he just found out or whatever that he's epileptic and he's been having seizures now. Oh wow! No way. Yeah. So really bad, man. Like that's that dude's like I mean that's his livelihood, man. He was a right. full-time, like an artist doing the, you know, doing the fucking grind. Like, yeah, eight hours ago he put up. Uh, due to increasing medical issues on my end, I won't be able to do a lot of the shows that I was uh, set uh, that I was requested to be at. I have epileptic seizures that are brought on at random times because I won't be able to share my love of art and comics to many of you. I need some time to figure some things out. Damn. That's really unfortunate, man. That's sad to hear. Yeah. Oh, as I'm on his Facebook page, you know how you have, like, the the top nine on your thing? Uh, One of his... Yeah, it's got, like, the, the nine picture of the nine friends, like, Right there, and it shows. Oh no, display. I have no idea what that is. Really? Yeah, like on the your friends thing, it'll have like nine friends that you have, unless you like have your settings or that you don't show your friends or whatever. I might. Yeah. His uh, one of his in his top nine or whatever is John Wesley Ship. Well, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's so weird. Like, I'm on his page, and I see, like, unless I'm on the wrong dude. Oh, no, you know what? I think I'm on the studio page. That's why. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. I have, uh, I like the studio page, I guess. Seven. Yeah. That's weird. Now, I'm going to a, a convention on Sunday. Uh, which they just added somebody right as we went live on the air. 
I'm going to this Heroes and Villains uh, right. convention up in August. And they just added uh, Cisco. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, let me... Yeah. So, they, who, Steve Amell is going to be there. John Barrowman. Um, Ming Na Wen from Agents of Shield. Brett Dalton, Agents of yeah, Shield. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Ralph, Ray Palmer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Patton Iris will be there. Iris, Ooh. yeah. Um, Robbie Amell. Eagles going to be there. Carl Lane. Adrian Chase. Oh yeah. Um, Renee from Arrow. What's his name on there? Dog? What's his name? Oh, yeah, Wild. yeah, Wild Dog. Yeah. He'll be there. Uh, I wonder, is Robbie and Mel's wife there? Her name, she she was on Supergirl. Is it Italian? Um, it is. Yep, she'll be there. Okay. That would definitely uh, go for that. Echo Kellum, who's Curtis on Arrow, he'll be there. That's uh, terrific, yeah. Nissa Al Ghul. Oh, Ivy from What's that? So in other words, you're going to be spending a lot of money. <laughs> yes. Like I, I don't fucking have a dime. So fucking. Look. <laughs> you do. Katrina Long totally worth it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the, the only one I would go above that is maybe Sarah. Maybe. She'll be there, too. If you could get a picture with all the girls from the whole, like, CW universe, that would be fucking epic. Holding a totally driven magazine. No, you know, you know the one you said, you know the one you get. Is, is right in between Nessa and Sarah. Yeah, that would be a great shot. <laughs> where, where you always wanted to be, right there. Absolutely. In those two. So. Bingo, winning. <laughs> yeah. I've already gotten my picture with Sarah, so I'm I'm good. Um, <laughs> what's his name's going to be there too? Robin Lord Taylor, which uh, I think we've, we've been talking. Um, Rita, uh, was, we were thinking about putting uh, the picture out when we met him last time of uh, Rita and him. And uh, she's going to get that signed, I think. That's cool. Oh, probably taller than yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think she is. <laughs> He's a little dude. Yeah. Well, good casting for the penguin. Yep. It starts next week again. Does it really? Yeah, next Thursday night starts back. Thursday. They moved it to Thursday. Yeah, they moved it to Thursday night now. This shit. Twenty yeah. first, I think it is. 
Yeah, something like that. Interesting. That's probably because there's a... Well, they moved the Legends is still on Tuesdays after Flash, right? I'm sure, yeah. They were on Mondays. Gotham was on Monday nights. Right. With Lucifer following. I don't know when they're going to... Or if they're going to move Lucifer. Yeah, this way... uh, Because it was conflicting with the whole Supergirl... This way, yeah, probably. Yeah. Which I need to fucking binge watch last season of Supergirl, so I'm caught up. Yo, the villain on Supergirl this year is so hot. Like, <laughs> oh, man, I'll send you some pictures. I'm still catching up on a bunch of it. Actually, the only thing I actually watched so far recently has been uh, Preacher and Broadchurch. Also, a bunch of stuff, but yeah, none of the comic shows. Working on it. I'm working on it. At least you're working on it. That's good. Hmm. I think I'm like one episode behind on Preacher. It started to get really weird, though. It is, and. I was watching it, uh, I watched the finale yesterday, uh, and I'll, I'll, I don't know if you, spoilers, but they're going to a third season, put it that way. <laughs> so, but it's it's been like, this whole season seems like it's been weird for the sake of weird. Right. You know, it's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Well, we're going to put this stuff in here. It's taboo, but we're, we'll look cool for doing it. So it's, it's just weird shit like that. It irritates it's me. Quote un, it's quote unquote so edgy. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're, we're going to put this taboo crap right in there. Like, you know, the, the dog scene, the dog man scene, the, you know, with uh, the toys and all that stuff. It, it was just why? And there's no reason for it. No, yeah, I agree. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the book, but I, you know, figured I'd give it a try. But And some of it's cool, like Hitler in hell is kind of funny. But the, yeah. like the Russians or German guy getting raped by five guys was not as comedic as they think it was. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, it really wasn't. Um, but, yeah... I lost interest in the books probably about after issue eight. I remember the originals. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I, about issue, well, about the, the, the fifth episode, I was starting to lose interest. That's funny. So we'll see. I mean, I do like... Uh, Dominic Cooper is the preacher. I think he's he does well, and I like he the is, vampire. But, name. Okay, he does a great job as preacher. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that he doesn't, but like he was such a good Howard Stark that it's hard to like look past that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
That's funny. It's funny. Say you don't watch yeah. this at all, right? Uh, no. Yeah, it's not. I thought when this I was not for you. Yeah, when I originally started picking it up, I was like, "Ah, oh, this this might be cool." Yeah, eventually I was like, "Ah." Uh... Yeah, uh, retard Jesus. That wasn't funny either. Yeah, Humperdoo. <laughs> you know what? I think I giggled when I heard the name Humperdoo just because I was high at the time. <laughs> but other than that, I really didn't. And you know who that? Uh, who that dude is, is uh, he's the lead singer of the American Rejects. They think of the dude. Oh, thing. really? Yeah. He, uh, they used some music from him and he came in and he did the Jesus, uh, scene. He also, and he was the retarded Jesus. Yes, I shouldn't say that word, but <laughs> really get in trouble. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he was old Humperdue. But yeah, somebody, one of the, I was watching the talking preacher after the last episode, and somebody had said, had likened it to a live action South Park episode. Yeah, not I, only, I think that's right. You know, not only do you have Hitler, but you have Jesus and. You know, the retarded Jesus. There it goes again. You can send your letters to Jimmy at gmail dot com. Um, you gotta be socially uh, responsible and call them DCDs. I call them what? That's what Carlos Mencia called them DCDs. Yeah, right. So yeah, but it, it it does remind me of a live action. South Park episode. Oh, man. Okay, so I sent you guys in the chat the pictures of the girl who's the main villain for Supergirl this season. The world killer, Rain. All right, let me see this. It's a picture of the unborn. Yeah. It kind of looks like Tia Carrera in the face. Like a young Tia Carrera. The, the unborn picture reminded me. Uh, I thought it was. Um, oh, what is her? Olivia Munn? Uh, yeah. yeah, I can t- I, I can see what you're saying because you only get half the face there, and you're right, it does. Which have, yeah, that's better. Have you seen her? her? Olivia Munn. Uh, ever mean, ha- you're going to ever expand since, on that sentence. Have I ever seen her? <laughs> have you seen her ever since she uh, broke up with um, Aaron, uh, what the hell is his name? Aaron Carter? No, Aaron uh, from the Green Bay Packers. The uh, dude she was going out with, I forget his name. But uh, they were together for years, like probably like three or four oh, years. Really? They broke up earlier this year. Aaron Rodgers? That's him, yeah. Okay. And... Uh, I mean, I, I just crack up when I see their pictures now on, like, Instagram and stuff. Why? Is she looking bad? No. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, oh, yeah. No. 
Well, dude. you laugh because he's a dumb bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. That's well. You know. You know. I always said this. I always said this. No matter how good they look, no matter how good they cook, no matter how good they fuck, there's always somebody somewhere tired of their shit. You said that. Yep. I knew somebody did. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Olivia Mundo is amazing in the way that she, like, started out as, like, a news reporter for, like, the video game channel. You know know what I mean? Like, Yeah. No, I understand, but you you understand what I'm saying, though. Oh, no, I feel you, and I would love to get the chance to be tired of her shit. Yeah, right? Yeah, right. So it's, uh, but hey, when you're Aaron Rodgers and you're you know quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, you can you know go find a new one. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess that's so, true. You know, but he can never put on his resume. He made Patsy cry. <laughs> Who, Aaron Rodgers? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that could be wrong. Anton might be a Packers fan, being the fact that Happy Days was out of Wisconsin, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Was it? No. Was it? It was supposed to be. Well, it was supposed to be based out of Milwaukee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because Laverne and Shirley was the shots uh, brew company in Milwaukee. Yep. That's right. It's amazing the shit we remember. Important thing. Yeah, right. I remember the Banana Split song. Fuck. <laughs> Trooper and snort. No, 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 no. Anyway. No, 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 no. Hey, they're 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 redoing uh, Sigmund the Sea Monster. Has anybody heard that? Are they no. really? Yeah. They're redoing a show for Sigmund the Sea Monster. They need to just stop. They, they haven't had a fucking original idea in 20 years. No, I know, but some of the stuff is too, like, I, I don't mean to be insensitive when I say it, but it's too old to work. Like, uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, nobody's going to go see that. You know, you know what I mean? Like, they, some of it is just dated for, because it is. Like, it's just not, no. Yeah. That wasn't one of the things that made, you know, it's not like it's Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo has been on since the late 60s, or, well, 70s, I guess. You know, for all this time, throughout the 80s, throughout the 90s. Every, you know, everybody knows who the fuck Scooby-Doo is. Right, right. There's a, 
very few people and no young people who would know who Sherman and Mr. Peabody are. Oh, no, uh, yeah, it would, you know. It'd be like doing uh, uh, a live action. What the hell was the names of it? The Penguin and the Walrus. Oh, Chili Willy. Right, no, was, no, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, what's no, Don- about Chili Willy? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, the Don Adams and the... Uh, what the hell was it? Fuck. No, I see. It's how long ago it was. Was it uh, Tennessee Tuxedo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Doing okay. A, you know, like a movie of those two, Tennessee Tuxedo and the Walrus. I forget the Walrus's name now, too. Ah. You know, we oh. remember that stuff, but these fucking kids don't because it, it wasn't rerun, you know, in, in modern times. Modern times, I say. Yeah, I mean, some shit is, I, I, I think some shit is universal. You know what I mean? Like the Lego, uh, not the Lego, I don't know why I said that. But the transformer stuff that seems to still make money. Like I don't mm-hmm. think they could ever make another Boris and Natasha movie. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, just the time is the time has come to let that go. <laughs> like, yeah. Although I, you know what, honestly, the with DC Comics bringing back a lot of the old Hanna Barbera cartoons and kind of giving them the update, and they're also doing the uh, the Looney Tunes characters. Uh, yeah, crossovers. Right. You know, so I mean, you'll start seeing a lot. I think more of that type. All we got to do is get people to start reading comic books again. <laughs> There's another thing. No, but the Hanna Barbera ones are cool. They're, they're a really awesome way to update it. Yeah. I actually enjoyed the uh, a couple of the uh, the Looney Tunes character books that they did with the crossovers, like Elmer Fudd and Batman. That was kind of entertaining. That's funny, man. I there's so, a lot of them I haven't checked out, but I, they're like on the list. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lobo and uh, Wiley e. Coyote was fucking entertaining too. Really was. <laughs> Released Lobo for my game that I play on my phone, DC Legends. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I, you know what? I would download it, but I have, I have right now four, well, three games that I play. One is Injustice. The other one is Arkham. Uh, Forget what it's Arkham something, and then uh, the Doctor Who game. So I have so much shit on there I can't download. <laughs> and right now in Injustice, they're having uh, you can get uh, Yellow Lantern, Hal Jordan. So I've been working on that. Oh wow. Uh, I'll tell you something that's really funny is uh, I started listening to uh, 
Andrew Dice Clay's book. <laughs> As I listen, I just have a constant smile because he just friggin' he, I mean, it's his autobiography, but the way he wrote it was like a, doing a stand-up routine. Is it him reading it? No, it's a guy that they have trying to sound like. He's trying oh. to sound like a Canadian fucking guy, but yeah. um, an interesting thing was like when he very first started doing comedy. I mean, he was like young, like eighteen, nineteen years old, and it he his first thing he started doing was uh, John Travolta. He did this bit that he came up with where he was. He would start out acting like um, Jerry Lewis, the Nutty Professor, and being in this real like annoying fucking Jerry Lewis character. And then he would drink this potion like the Nutty Professor, and then they he would have them kill the lights, and they would introduce, ladies and gentlemen, we now bring you John Travolta. And then the music would come on to Grease Lightning. And he would do the whole fucking dance routine, and he was all the, like the hairs all slicked back down. He's got the leather jacket on, and fucking place would go nuts. And he started doing this routine at a comedy club, making and it just went over from the first night he did it to where he did it the first time on like an open mic night, and he fucking killed. They brought him back the next weekend, headlining at this little fucking comedy club, making fifty bucks a night. Within a year, his father started getting him bookings at these fucking, like, discos and shit, like, in Brooklyn. They were paying him 800 fucking dollars to do this. Really? And that was in, like, 1979. <laughs> but the funny thing was, he was saying how one time, his father booked him at this club, and... <clears throat> His father had like a, um, uh, I don't even know if the hell the business would be, but like where they serve subpoenas. So during the day, he would, <clears throat> what is it? Process server. Uh, yeah, whatever it's called. So he would do that during the day, help his father out. And he said, you know, they're, so they're sitting in the office one day and they're, you know, t- talking about stuff. And all of a sudden, uh, his father booked him for this fucking place in New York somewhere. And this commercial comes over on the radio one night and one night only at whatever fucking club it is, John Travolta. And he was like, what the fuck did you do? And here the fucking, the club's broadcast, uh, you know, advertising John Travolta's going to be t- appearing at the club and it was him. And he's freaking out on his dad. You can't do this. You can't do this. He's like, why? Why? What's go- what's it going to hurt? They're not going to know the difference. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Yeah, the worst that could happen is that John Travolta say, "Hey, I'll go to the club." <laughs> go to the club, show up at the same time. Oh my! Hey Nick, they fucking they blocked it. What's up? How- Facebook Gmail blocked it. it. Facebook blocked it. Oh yeah, Facebook yeah, I, I, 
yeah, yeah. I tried to put the link through, and it, it was like, no, you can't send that. So I emailed it. Well, even though you emailed it to me, it's still blocked. That's crazy. Let me. What is? What was blocked? It was um, Olivia Munn's album on the fappening. Uh, it's for some reason the link keeps coming up with Facebook in it. Hold on a minute. <laughs> I'm probably just erase erase the Facebook part. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's weird. Huh? There we. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Now you have a link to the whole page. Holy shit. All right, bro. End the show before you go looking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we've lost Bay, so we're going to... Yeah, I We're going to say next week on the show, we have. Holy shit. <laughs> next week on the, on, the, on the show, we'll have holy shit. And we're going to talk ah. to Bay about his new addiction. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Close the link. Yeah, I did. Uh, all right, so next week we have um, a person who actually is from uh, from the area out here. Um, her name is Kelly Roach, and it's another former NFL cheerleader. But let me um, close the link. I, I closed it. <laughs> So, here you go. Kelly Roach, cheerleader turned... Uh, she's like a, a, a business entrepreneur in the Philadelphia area. Yeah, I bet. So, from, uh, from NFL cheerleader to million-dollar mogul and mom, I want to know how to make... Yeah. My dream. I want to. I want to know. How, I, want to know I thought how I deleted that dollars. before you saw it. Son of a bitch! Saw what? Hey, I don't mean to use her system. I saw the ad for this interview for like saying, "Hey, do you want to interview this person?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> oh. The, oh, I already had that set up. You didn't delete oh, that, really? did you? Oh, I hope you didn't no, delete no, that. No, it's in the old mail. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. No. The the her the they contacted me on um LinkedIn initially. Dude, I, I I don't think you can use her method to make the million dollars. I don't think it'll fit <laughs> in the dress. And actually, uh, I was thinking, uh, it'd be perfect. Uh, I mean, we can do a double. Show because I think it would fit good um, 
Ashley Burgess, she uh, she reached out to me. She wanted to come, she actually wanted to come on tonight, but we were already booked up. She felt bad. She missed uh, show two fifty. She left me a message the day after. Oh, wow, that's nice. So. All right. Well, let me let's uh, let's wrap up because I got get going. I got stuff to do tomorrow. I got to get some more magazines out there. Yeah, magazines. They're out there. Yeah. You got, and you got a link in the site to investigate. Another one? No. It's a continuation. Oh, I, I can't handle no more tonight. <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. Yeah. So, all right, everybody. Well, all right, man. Thanks, for in. thanks to to Anton uh, for calling in. Alertdrops.com. Check them out. And uh, it seems like fucking a whole other time ago, but uh, Alicia Dove and the Cherry Bombs. Check them out and on tour. Cherrybombs.co. Oh, and you know what? I, and again, I don't, I don't want to say names on the air, but um, I, I'm going to message you this. I just I want to get your reaction without saying names. Um, you know how I, uh, you know, we're now. You know how we're doing that now? Uh, we had a. Oh yeah. We we started that September first. We had a uh, right. one show quit. We didn't come out because of that, but I think that was the reasoning. That's not bad, I guess. One show, right? Yeah. Which you know. Now there was another show that wanted to come back. And you know, I I told said about that, and they never answered me. They they said they <laughs> they couldn't afford it, which I'm like, wow, okay. So, um, and that was And I guess it wasn't that important. I, I even turned around and said this to the to the second person. <laughs> you know, there's a little thing that came up on my on my phone. It's like got. A dollar bill sign next to it that says "Pay Bay ten dollars." <laughs> I I hate the way that the Facebook Messenger does that shit now. When you put a time in there, <laughs> start a plan and shit, and yep, yep. You know, actually, it's funny though because you didn't mention the one show that I was sure was going to quit. Really? Yeah. Who? I see you're gonna. 
once my uh, computer isn't frozen, I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, it's probably the, it's probably the same one I'm hoping for. No, unfortunately not. I think I know who you're hoping for. I was just glad you didn't bring him on the show live fucking mm-hmm. last week. Entertainment.com, TotallyJimRadio.com. Look for us all over the world with social media, TotallyJim Entertainment, TotallyJim Radio. Hey, and send all your love mail to JimmyGenetti at gmail.com. Give them something in between watching a superhero shows so we can catch up. And um, yeah. until next week, see ya. Bye.